Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, welcome back to your favorite bi-weekly Monday releasing co-hosted strategical discussion podcast, Sparks and Recreation. I am one of your co-hosts, Matthew Jigma-Linkba-Rooks, joined as always by uh, my highly esteemed cohorts. I'll start uh, with the OG himself, the legend the living legend, Tim Agency 13, Mackenzie. He is the sacrificial dagger to my alchemist stone. Oh, come on now. How are come we doing today, now. my friend? Some sweet yeah. upgrades. I thought those uh, were pretty sacrificial good. Sacrificial dagger. Yeah, both don't, you, don't you love sax? You love sax. Come on. You're the one that loves sax. So mm-hmm. Sack force. Well, you love you know me, what? so I that's why I know you love like sex. Playing, but... That's true. <laughs> it sounded like you know you love sex, and who doesn't? So, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, just horrible, horrible podcast etiquette from Sam from the get uh, get go, uh, interrupting Tim's own introduction. Hello, crashing, everybody. Like crasher, intro crasher. <laughs> Tim, please tell us about yourself. <laughs> God. Tim looks happy. He's doing, doing well. All I right. Think. It's been a busy and kind of a rough couple of weeks, but uh, stuff's going all right. So, yeah, yeah. just stumbling through life, kind of every day. Just moment. stumbling. Every day yeah. I'm stumbling. All right. Next up on the list, Sammy. You've already kind of you know drunkenly burst into the. <laughs> hey, Sammy. Um, Come on. What? Come on, people. <laughs> Uh, well, let me start off with what I always have to do. Let's get ready to shuffle, my friends and heroes of Thandar. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it was kind of a shit show today. So if I'm a bit disheveled on this pod, I just want everyone to know, I don't really care what you think. So that's what, that's it. That's it. No, no, (laughs) no, this is my first beer and it's sorely needed. Let me tell you, my friends. No, but I'm happy to be here, okay, excited well, to be the... potting, and guys, I don't mean that at all. I love you all listening. Thank you. We do it for you. Great to have you here, buddy. And we will keep a beer count uh, on how many <laughs> Sam Downs during the podcast. And you'll probably notice a quality in, in the level of his uh, Yes, it, it'll go up. Levels. It will go up. Rounding out the crew, last but certainly not least, in fact, I mean, he is the diamond amongst oh, us all. Yes. Chris Double Dubs Wahlberg. How are we doing today, amigo? Hey, hey, hey. I am doing awesome, guys. I am super hyped to be here. Nailed it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just uh, excited for the topics that we're going to be getting into today. I uh, I need to have right, something yeah. I say at the beginning of every podcast, because I think all three of you do, and I'm just like, hey. <laughs> well, I mean, but that maybe that is yeah. your thing, yeah. though. Yeah, maybe that is yeah. your thing. You are the, you know? the anti-tagline. Like yeah, yeah, Tim's right. tagline is to right, not have baby. a tagline. It's pretty cool, actually. 
Um, anyways, uh, Double Dubs is right. We do have quite a show lined up for you today. But before we jump into everything, we just have a little housekeeping to get into. Uh, first, I want to give a big shout out to two new um, articles that have been written and posted mm-hmm. on the Realms Rising website. All right. Uh, great content from our dedicated fan base and like very high, high level uh, players. The first is from uh, Logan Stewart. He wrote up a nice kind of um, overview of rank, prestige, and leaderboard, explaining how all of this stuff works. Because we get a lot of new players or players coming in um, to the Discord or other places and saying, you know, how does this stuff work? Because it is a little bit mysterious. Uh, even with even after reading this, it still might be a little <laughs> mysterious, but at least, at least you'll know you're not the only one. Uh, no, it's really good stuff. Check it out. Uh, the links will be in the show notes for this, of course. Um, the second article is another really excellent addition to the wealth of knowledge we have. It's User Cafe's Breastplate Cleric Guide. It, it's an in-depth, and I mean in-depth, strategy article on how to play the Breastplate Cleric, and it's really good. And by the way, User Cafe brought up his own uh, Breastplate Cleric to diamond mm-hmm. level, I believe, which is uh, which is a pretty um, strong feat. You don't see a lot of too many clerics doing that. Uh, so check those two things out. Great new content from our uh, community. Timmy, um, you want to give a shout out to some of our uh, patrons? I can do that. Woo-hoo! So uh, a big thank you to Eindeluce, S-Freak, Logan Stewart, uh, Noodle, Toolpay, and Double Dubs for being uh, our current patrons right now. So, yes. They're here. Thanks so much, we guys. We appreciate your it. Uh, every bit you have goes back into stuff that we're doing. In fact, I'm mailing off some promos here soon. I was supposed to do it like a week and a half ago, and a bunch of stuff came up. Life happens. And so I'm going to try to do it yeah. here in the next couple of days, but a lot of that is going to pay for the postage for stuff. So there we go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, keeping things moving on here. Double Dubs, why don't you give us a quick overview of the episode? What do we got going on today? That's right. Today, we're going to have a few different segments. We're going to do a what would you do? That is a battle of the sixes. Very excited to get into that. It was a great conversation. We've got a main topic about openings in Hero Realms. Now, openings, you might think of chess when you hear openings or things like that but it's how the game starts out your first couple decks so we're going to really break that down and dive deep on the topic we also will be taking a dip into the build lab to discuss something wizard related uh there will be a new segment that we introduce we will glimpse the future with nostra double damas and last but not least, we will have, yeah, it's good. I'm really excited for that uh, segment. So be sure to stick around for that one. And last but not least, we'll, of course, have a community roundup where we run through the fantastic events that are happening right now. Incredible. Nothing like di- diving deep on your favorite uh, openings. openings. Exactly. <laughs> nice. We, we, I think, are at around the six. Under six minutes, and we already have our first double entendre joke from Sam. So nicely done. Keeping on a good pace here. Um, he, he's on pace for another triple double. Nothing, n- another triple double. Nothing else. I'm guys. consistent. Consistent. It's, it's a triple deeble. 
I get the assist, um, and he, uh, man, I was going to do another entendre there, but I'm just going to leave it. He gets the, we the bucket. We'll leave, yeah, we'll leave the listeners to fill in. It's like a, <laughs> fill in the opening. Know, a double entendre. On a, oh, God. Um, <laughs> Mad Libs double entendre, <laughs> double entendre version. Um, Sam, why don't you round out the intro here? Do you have any uh, updates on Hero Help? Guys. Give us some. Give us anything you got. I think we got to the point yes. of logarithmic growth. Let me start first off with just the production. Well, let me just the the site that's like currently active our da- our our main database of all the players. Last time we had a podcast, we were at forty two thousand games. Now we are at sixty thousand games. I think we're getting to that point where things are just kind of like taking off, right? That's so that's really it's exciting. Blow up, nice. Man. Yeah, we got 121 <laughs> users. So far, so good. 121 users. Uh, don't say blow up. You're going to jinx me before I get this next bit of news out. The really exciting news <laughs> is that in dev, we have finally achieved what I like to call the holy grail. We have build data to go along with our class data, to go along with our win-loss data. What that means, my friends, is that we can see not only is the ranger beating the cleric, but we can see what build. Oh, we all know what build the ranger probably has. But we can see what build is doing the best. We can see what build works best in mirror matches. We can see what build does the best against a certain type of build. It's really exciting. There's still a lot of work to do as far as I, I, ju- I just want to say out. Yeah, you have that in the dev build for the website. That's not going to be in the spreadsheet whatsoever. Right. This is not going to no, be. Keep in the that in mind. Also, that said, actually, it's true. Well, I'm quite I will, far on getting. I disagree, Tim. Yeah, Tim, it's simple. All you need to do, all you need to do, is have one character for each build you want to check, and then use the characters function on the uh, database you've already built, and you can kind of do it. Right? We don't and have any of that stuff. It. That's how I look at my different data on the spreadsheet. Right. Keep, keep so you know your down. build, Matt, though, but you don't right. know who you're playing against. Right. 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 That's, that's what key. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you you can look at uh, okay. right, yeah. You can look at how your builds do against classes, but right. not against other specific right. builds, unless you're looking and, at a specific and you, opponents and you, and you know where they're playing. Aggregate I mean, data can... for certain builds and or upgrades, and which, yeah. which is what Sam's right. talking about. Well, I'm, I'm that's the six. I'm trying to praise even even the limited version of the Google spreadsheets we have. Though you can see lots of really rich data. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, depending on it's how true, and honestly. Data. And anyway. the dashboard stuff that's coming is all based on the spreadsheet. So Tim did the proof of concept basically for us. It, all, but so. but we're we're working on the build data. Sam's doing a bunch of stuff that or did a bunch of stuff there, and getting yep. stuff to work for dashboards on the website. And I've been working on some layout stuff mm. for it. So we're we're getting there. Yep, it's getting closer. We're going to be putting. The- it's going to be so. We're, awesome. we're going to be putting it to like bed soon. The, it's already, it's already amazing, but like it's about to just open up into this like beautiful garden of wonderful statistics I'm in. flowering. Flowering. I'm excited. I'm excited, and I get to do yeah. all sorts of nerdy stuff that's going to be really fun. So I just you know thanks again everyone for being a part of this project and giving me like motivation to learn how to code better and all that stuff. It's fantastic. That's the most exciting stuff that we have going on for Hero Helper. Um, so what I'll do is I'll transition into this. What would you do? Uh, 
What would you say you do here? What would you do, my friends? Another titillating, scintillating, extremely interesting discussion about making choices in Hero Realms. Here we have a What Would You Do submitted by the one, the only, Deeble Dubs, Double Dubs, Dibble Dabs himself. This is a match, level 12, Ranger Mirror. We are mid to late game. And let me paint the scene for you, my friends. Uh, just a reminder, these screenshots are on Discord in the What Would You Do channel. That's WWYD, abbreviated. Uh, we also have links on the webpage. And there's also a link in the show notes. So if you want to follow along while I describe this with a visual aid, please find those links now and click on them shits. All right. So keep in mind, too, that the What Would You Do channel is very active. There's always a lot of really interesting What Would You Do scenarios being posted there um, by just our Discord community. And I would invite all of you, when you come across a tricky scenario, take a screenshot of the market row of your turn you're about to take. Take a screenshot of your deck, like what you have left in, in your in your deck. Take a screenshot of your local discard. Take a screenshot of your enemy deck and your enemy's discard. And submit those together. And maybe you will be featured on this segment of our beautiful podcast. Okay, without any further ado, let me get into the deets. Again, a level 12 Ranger Mirror. We're mid to late game. The health is 54 to 28. We are currently, what would you doing on the 54 health Rangers uh, current turn? They have six gold. And six damage. Bracers. So keep that in mind. They do not have a cloak for any extra gold here. They have bracers. And uh, there are four cards that are six cost. And one card that is seven cost on the row. So let's focus on these six card costs. Since we have six gold and no cloak. All right. The first card in the row is Rampage. We all know it. We all love it. The six cost green card that allows you to draw two and then discard two. It is the Nirvana for a for a ranger. Uh, next, we have Smash and Grab, also an incredibly good ranger card. Put a card on top of the discard, uh, a card from the discard on top of your deck. Pardon me. Next, we have Life Drain. Eight damage. Sacrifice one card from your hand or discard. When you pair it with a red, draw one. Then we have Torgan, which we can't afford. And lastly, Word of Power, the WAP. Everyone's favorite. Draw two. When you pair it with another Imperial, you get five health. You can trash it as a final bomb. Bomb clock for five damage. Uh, in your deck as the Ranger here on your turn, you have two arrows and one bow. You also have your Never Any Quiver. And you also have one death touch to go along with a few miscellaneous golds. In your discard, you have Kristoff, the just, a level or a five health guard, if you, if you need a, a reminder there, to uh, a ruby and a gold. So here you have basically one imperial, one red. In uh, your cards played thus far, you have one red influence for three gold and one taxation for two gold. Uh, so. <clears throat> The enemy has 
a, I think, Magus? What is his name? The five gold blue guy? Miros. Uh, Miros. Miros. Miros Guildmage. Uh, three gold, three damage. He's got Command, everyone's favorite Imperial card. Two gold, three damage, four health, and a draw. And he has Elven Gift. Um, that's in his deck yet to draw. And in his discard, uh, both arrows, the never or the uh, fire uh, arrow as well. He does have his special left, so he could potentially draw some. I can't tell which one that is. I think he's going. I think he might be able to draw one card out of his deck and draw one. Yeah, that's the stun multiple champions. I think where you stun up to three. No, okay, cool. So he's got so the multi shot one. So you're not drawing any arrows out of your discard from that. You're just okay. Yep. Okay, that sounds good. Um, and then uh, an Elven Curse in his discard. So, and um, it looks like both bows. So no draws coming up for your opponent aside from the command. And that's it, my friends. That's what we have. Um, I am going to pass it off to. Matt, to start with thoughts. Okay. Because I still need to think about this a little bit more. First of all, my friend, um, nicely done. Uh, Tight, very tight, uh, taut, if you will, overview of of the scene there. Thanks for that. Uh, Also, just to the listeners, I'd like to apologize. Uh, The preferred nomenclature is uh, Imperial WAP when when we're talking about word of power. So, you know, just to apologize for Sam's... uh, (laughs) Mistake earlier. Okay. So let's take a look at this situation here. It's a good one. All right. Double Doves identified a really interesting decision point here. Now, <clears throat> the game itself is pretty much over, I think. I mean, I think Double Doves is going to win this game. Uh, but not looking at that fact, really. Like, when I say it's over, I think you could choose probably, at, you know, three different cards here, and you're probably still going to win this game, is what I'm saying. That aside, if it, if we we didn't think about that, yeah. it is a really interesting choice here. What you would choose um, <clears throat> now for me, I mean, if you want like the quickest or the highest assurance of winning this game, well, I, I, I not like I calculated it, but <clears throat> in my mind or for how I would play it, I think it comes down to two cards for me. Uh, and by the way, I like Rampage, Life Drain, or Imperial Wop here. They're all good. Um, I see a really good case for life drain or word of power. Those are the two that I, that I've kind of focused on the two I'd really like to do. Rampage is really good too, because of the cycle, but I like the damage more on life drain. Cause we're probably, we, we might only need to see mm-hmm. these cards one more time before the game's over. Anyway, you're probably going <clears> to <throat> see them once. Yeah. So that's why I would go with life drain or word of power. If, if you see them. Yeah. Uh, life drain obviously for the damage and the possibility i mean however thin it might be of uh, hooking up with um death touch for the for the draw or word of power which is just automatic two cards and five damage which is really nice especially if it can link up with um christoph and 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 hit his uh draw so it's like it's which one do you want to hook up with the other one and the chances are equally slim that it's going to happen anyway so uh, I guess, uh, gun to my head, I would say we'll go with word of power just because I like the extra draw you get from it. Uh, but life drain is a really close second. And you really could, couldn't go wrong with either. By the way, if you bought Rampage, Rampage, you're probably still going to win this game. That's all I have to say. So so I think um, 
it's interesting when we were when the discussion was really happening around this one when we first posted it to Discord. Like I didn't realize how janky both of these builds were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they're both they running. Really they're are. both running bracers. Uh, your opponent has snake pet instead of the quiver, which I think is Ooh, a yeah. not. I mean, snake pet would be awesome if the upgrade was not quiver that it was going against. So, but like compared yeah. to that, it's not. And then the I don't like the the uh, you know the ability that just takes out like up to three champions. Like it, it seems so wasted most of the time. Usually it is. I'd rather pick the middle or the or the one any either of the other two. So like there's that. And then double dubs has the four one track and bracers. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, man, like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what's that but, but what's that track called again? <laughs> I, I know he's the middle one. I don't even know. Oh, uh, okay. relentless, relentless track. track. That yeah. sounds right. It's it's festive track. <laughs> that was funny. I, that wasn't that was even good, funny, no. but thanks festive for the laugh. Track. No, because I can just see pressing pressing the button. Festive track and like little s- snowflakes fall down or something as you jingle bells. <laughs> <It's a> snow globe. <laughs> the yeah. audio is jingle bells um, in the background. But yeah, I think it really comes down to word of power, rampage, or life drain. And there was a lot of talk about Rampage or Life Drain. Then Double Dubs revealed that it was a 4-1 track. And then Decat in the Discord, you know, brought up Word of Power. I think I'm I think I would be leaning Word of Power because you're probably only going to see the stuff once. So the difference between like Rampage and Word of Power is one damage, but I'm not having to discard anything when I draw the two. So I'm I would lean Word of Power there over uh rampage and then life drain yeah i don't knowing what uh what ability they have and they're not going to be able to draw a bunch of stuff i don't think it really matters honestly i think you're gonna win regardless because i didn't realize that that's what ability they had i thought they were gonna get a couple of their arrows from their discard track yeah, and then they could even it up maybe do like 30 damage you know in a turn and get you down to where they are and then it's looking like i'm gonna need to win within two turns or i'm probably losing uh but i think you're in good shape regardless so uh i go word of power just because it's word of power quick diatribe here and chris you're gonna lead off all right i want to talk about snake pet just really quick Tim's right, and we've talked about this before, but I think in any other class or like against any other upgrade, it's one of the best upgrades in the game. It's just like the opposite you, choice is you the know quiver, how much I, which is the absolutely you know essential. how much I would love that instead of shield bearer. Oh, man? It, oh my oh, god, man. it would completely change the It'd fight. Be epic. Uh, the wizard would freaking love it, a snake bat, uh, the cleric would love instead it instead of your cat, yeah. the yeah. cleric would yeah. love it. Everybody would love this card except for Rangers because they have the quiver. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, so it's totally like, can agree. I draw one and stun versus do I get to pull another arrow, which is basically a draw two? Yeah. It's basically it's what like, it is. No, yep. It's a no brainer. And, and makes it it's draw two versus and, draw and one. And it makes yeah. you like not have to worry as much if you're playing like somebody gets a bunch of wild faction yeah. with the discards or you're playing a thief like okay i'll discard my arrow i'm getting it right back and now i didn't even have to track to do it yep. and i don't know if it's mm-hmm. this is uh super valid but i don't know about you guys but it's very satisfying 
to be like, ooh, I've got the quiver. Now I'm going to track and I'm going to discard an arrow and pick it up. And it just feels like you're oh yeah, connecting, like, <laughs> you feel like you're connecting all the dots across. You feel like you're making a bunch of smart decisions map. when you're making a bunch of obvious decisions. Or, right? yeah, like when, one yeah, obvious, when you're getting yeah, real one lucky. Obvious decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you do yeah. use those, oh, Sam. But it's doing a lot of stuff. It's like gambling, basically. <laughs> it <laughs> is. <laughs> All right. Sorry for that. Uh, we need to get Chris's opinion here. What would you do in this situation? Well, so I will go ahead and state that what I did do is hmm. grab the life drain. Um, and I know, you know, you guys all make a good point about like, this game is looking in a pretty good position already. For me, the interesting thing about it is like, what's the the best right, decision, right. right? Like we can still get some totally. value from it by analyzing that. So um, yes. I just want to bring that up quick. But so for me, um, I uh, liked the solid mm-hmm. damage of the life drain um, that it is the, it's the, the most of any of the yeah, options sure. on the board. Yep. And then uh I actually do have two red cards Mm -hmm. in the deck, so I have a good chance at pairing uh, with the influence and the death touch, and that's going to bump the extra damage as well. So kind of those factors together are what... Can I I ask you a question? Because you said you had two uh, uh, Necros cards there. I totally would have sacrificed that influence this turn, being where the health is and stuff. So like you would have one other one, right? Or would you have saved it and... If you buy the life drain, you keep it. If you keep it, if you buy the life drain, yeah. You think? Yeah, I would agree, and that is what I did. Well, if you buy word of power, you definitely burn it. I think. Yeah, Yeah. I would. Mm -hmm. I would have burned it on principle. Yeah, Mm. you don't know if you're. You don't know if you're going to see it again, (laughs) and I want that three damage when you're this close to ending it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyways, uh, great points. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I do think we should roll on over to the community, though, because this a was a, lot of a great one by the community. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> loved that. So basically, Dandy FR opened it up saying Rampage um, because Smash and Grab is the worst. <laughs> WAP is <laughs> Imperial WAP is great, but our deck misses some high damage to scale the game. So basically, like making the case that WAP isn't going to draw into that much more damage. Uh, life drain a reasonable choice um, and we can combo it so they would make that their second choice but still go rampage um, moving over to Logan K. Stewart he was the first one to favor the Imperial WAP in the thread and did not get much love early on it was kind of interesting that you know most people didn't uh, think that they would go WAP but then as the conversation evolved uh, it actually is uh, tied for the second most votes for what people would do. Um, and just to recap, that Rampage won by a single vote with Life Drain and Word of Power. And, and I don't think second. any of those three um, are a bad choice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then uh, Juan slash Rock slash Tupac <laughs> came in with another vote for Rampage. All you want to do is close the game. The faster you cycle, the faster you knock down that 28 HP, and that cycling and the rampage damage is enough. Um, Master Trulky really drove a lot of the conversation here, so thanks to them for 
uh, chiming in and pointing out that our choice should maximize our chances to get lethal next turn. And with Death Touch in hand, Life Drain is the best bet for that. Um, so that one was interesting. And then Dark Lighter providing the other side of the conversation, kind of fueling uh, the, the back and forth. Uh, weighed in with Rampage or Life Drain as the take. Again, agreeing smash and grab mm-hmm. is the worst. Word of Power isn't terrible, but you're up on damage, so you need to step on the gas and do damage, <laughs> saying that it's not a great hate buy. Um, and then also admitting that there's not really a bad choice between Life Drain and Rampage. The double cycle is just too good with Ranger. Life Drain might give you a draw if allied, but you're probably going to flip your deck. So Life Drain and Death Touch will be on opposite sides. Go ahead, Tim. So j- just for some insight, uh, Darklighter, when he won his uh, Legends, he was playing Ranger. So guy knows how to play Ranger. A man who knows. It's level yeah. three. It's <laughs> a, a little different. But, but like, the tracking yeah. is actually similar to the tracking that <laughs> Double Dubs it has is. for this build. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So ultimately, Dark Letter closed this initial point saying Life Drain does two more damage and provides sacrifice, but I think the extra draw from Rampage will probably mm-hmm. make up for that two damage. All that said, it was really close. Logan then chimes in that, you know, this is a really good one for looking at play styles, and if you favor a defensive approach, like he might, you would go WAP, um, but then mm. some of the other options are more aggro. Wait, like, can I, Frank let me jump in here. I don't Rampage. necessarily think that WAP is defensive here. Yeah, there is a chance you can get some, um, get some health bonus, but that's not why I would do it. Now, the reason I say that is... You're going to use it once. You're going to use it once, and the two cards, the two extra yeah. cards you get from it um, might even help you set up your track or do something else on, on your turn. Like, you can use uh, WAP for example, to draw, let's say you draw another arrow and another gold, and that gold gives you the two gold you need to use your track, and then uh, bounce your other arrow for to continue the chain going, et cetera, right? Like, yeah. which ends up might actually being more aggro than rampage might be because if you're discarding those two cards. Anyway, it's just and you're pro- and you're probably going to use it once and anyway, it, yeah. so it's one damage. Difference. But you're getting yeah. you're getting a bunt you're getting more cards total net, right? And you yes. might even be able to hit use yeah. your tracking because of it. So I don't necessarily think it's right. defensive, although I see what Logan is saying there. But anyway, just wanted to jump in. It, it does have more defensive <clears throat> possibilities. Totally, than the yeah. This the healing on there is potential is for great, sure. For sure. Sam, did you want to get in anything before I roll on with the Discord commentary? No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's gonna mic your out. mic might be off, sir. <laughs> Mother, uh, oh, okay, it's, on, it's on again. <laughs> I try to I try to mute so I can I can fart in peace. You know, well, thank you. Well, uh, just leave that mic on. Leave, yeah, leave. just leave it muted, Sam. We're all right, man. Sam, leave that, leave that mic uh, hot. I like how Matt's like, leave it I on. Edit out. Matt's like, leave it on. Tim's like, turn it off. I know who likes it. I can I edit out any I know farts. who I'm buying. I can edit for. or amplify any farts in post-production. No problem. Yes. So, <laughs> please am- please add them to the soundboard, please. Um, no, my thinking on this is, I I mean, I actually disagree with, with the WAP on this one because uh-huh. I don't think you have enough damage in your deck to make this game end quickly. You do have bracers, which helps. But you like you don't have a ton. You've got uh, Kristoff for two damage. You've got Death Touch for two damage. Maybe you pair it with the Imperial. 
But then you you got heels and arrows. So it's like, eh, could I get to 19 in two or three turns? I don't know. Uh, I think yes. that WAP is a good hate buy, even though Rick was like, yeah, it's a mediocre one. I think it's a good hate buy for that reason. Um, but I would probably go Rampage or Life Drain just to get more damage in my hand, personally. Just remember, Sam, that like you have six damage that's going out this turn. Plus, you could scrap for three more, so they could be at 19. Yeah. 19, but still. And then you can scrap Word of Power for five. Yep. Yeah, but still. But I'm still. just saying. So you're only looking for 14 more. You have and enough that's, damage. That's interesting because that's... It's kind of where the conversation went next on the Discord was an analysis of how much damage yeah. is in the deck. Yeah. What the different drawing situations could be like. It really did. And it was super cool. User Cafe hopping in to say that it's looking <laughs> very close to an automatic kill, trying to figure out if it's possible to have a draw that is so bad you wouldn't win by just going full aggro. It might be possible, but not sure it's probable. Um, I do want to just kind of fast forward here a little bit. There was some. Uh, discussion about like are you optimistic about drawing your best hand or your worst hand and how does that affect how you play um but then i want to find where decat jumped in because that kind of turned the corner around uh the conversation i felt like <clears throat> back towards wap um more damage calculating happened a lot of <laughs> calculations. by everyone yeah everyone is going crazy on that yep. Well, and the thing is, too, <laughs> did you find it? Yeah, okay, on. so here's, go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm so the cat saying I'm surprised that I'm in the mega minority here, thinking I'd take Word of Power. You get all the draw from Rampage without the discard, and you're probably going to need it once it can be sacked for five damage, only one less than Rampage, giving you lethal if you draw your whole deck. It synergizes with Kristrov for the extra draw. You might be able to grab an extra five healing from it if you can't manage to get lethal, but can pair it with Kristrov. Um, and then Noodle chiming in, the deck's not saturated enough with damage to make Rampage the better choice, which is mm -hmm. something that um, Sam was kind of calling out there. Then I confessed to being 4-1 track. And everything changed. <laughs> and everyone was uh, like, oh. Everyone's oh, opinion oh, of Double Dubs changed. immediately dropped down like five levels. No, no this, this, is his, <laughs> right. this is his character to experiment no, I know, I know. with that yeah. track, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yep, yep. And it's had decent results in the queue, but I have not been brave enough to try it in any play it in TCL, events, man. So it's, it's okay. See how it goes. I know, right? <laughs> um, so anyways, I mean, that about wraps it up. It really showed how like the ebb and flow of a conversation can kind of like, you know, people started off like Rampage is the obvious choice. Some mathematical arguments were made in favor of life drain. And then a, a really good case was brought up for word of power. So um, that was a really fun battle of. I just, sixers. I just have to say, I, I normally keep my mouth shut when people are discussing this stuff on on Discord because I'm going to record a podcast about it, and so. Right. But like, I, I don't assume I'm going to draw my worst hand, but I don't ever assume I'm going to draw stuff to faction it, even with a ranger or a wizard. I, maybe a little more with a wizard if I can robe something or whatever. But like, if I even with a ranger stuff seems like it never wants to faction for me. So I don't ever like think, Oh, I draw this because I you can faction it on. and that's going to make me win next turn. But if I don't, I might lose. I'm going to make the plan without faction. The sack cave has something to say. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. 21, 21 cards in that deck, right? Like there's no guarantee you're going to have enough no. to, 
to draw one, do your <laughs> four one track, and get the train rolling on that next that next shuffle. So, you although have, you, you the next thing you have, you definitely though. have uh, you definitely have some draws coming your way. So, but I'm just saying, like once you shuffle it and go for the next ones, like it's like we'll see. Yeah. Um, no, that is good. I was gonna say something and I completely forgot what I was gonna say. I'm so. sorry for rambling on, Sam. It's okay. And making you it's lose okay, your Tim. thought. I'm sure it was the it. best thought you were gonna have in regards yep. to what would you do ever. Uh, I'll just resign myself to farting loudly on the yeah. podcast. It's okay. or, or you <laughs> saved him from embarrassing himself. It's one of the two. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I saved you, Sam. I saved you. That's it. That's, That's what it. a mentor does. <laughs> yes okay guys i think that we spent you know a good amount of time on this one but that's a that's lot. because it's a good it was a really good w w it's a good one so thanks for the submission double dubs we encourage listeners we actually have a few lined up uh but we're always looking for submissions if you find a good decision point in your game take screenshots of of course the game state the board itself uh and your own draw and discard piles as well as your opponent hey. and the pause the menu screen also if you can can I throw an idea out there real quick? Yeah. Today, for the main topic, Double Dubs already said what we're talking about, right? Yes, openings. That we're talking about Show. openings. I would love to see like a couple. What would you do that are mm, opening decisions? turns? Because I think that's some of the biggest yeah, turn one, turn two. Yeah, things. great yeah. idea. Not not mid game, yeah. fourth turn, but like turn one. What do you do here? That's what I'd like to see. Ooh, so, I like it. Listeners, let's see some opening. What would like you do? Oh, good. All right. Uh, well, that wraps up this week's What Would You Do? Here we find ourselves at the main focus for episode 17 openings. Uh, this is a topic that uh, Double Dubs, I have to give credit to for uh, adding to the um, to, to this episode's uh, outline. It's a great idea to discuss why are openings important? And first of all, what are openings? All right. Um, I think I, f- I first started talking about this with um, Ann Vroser on the Realms Rising uh, podcast. Season two, episode one, by the way, if you want to go back and check that out. where Because he would ask his guests always, what is the mid game? Or how do you define the mid game and the late game? And I said, well, how how do we define the opening or the early game? Because at that time, a lot of people were saying it was early game, right? And I like to think of it more of as, of, of an opening, right? Similar to like chess or, or go or shogi or something like that. Because the opening kind of sets the vector or the trajectory of how your deck is going to go and what kind of strategy you're going to take. Of course, you can shift and uh, adapt and uh, pivot, but generally speaking, the openings are really important for how you kickstart your own acceleration and how you can kind of build your attack against your opponent. All right, so that's why openings are important, and that's how we're kind of looking at it. It's not necessarily just your first turn. Maybe it's the first, and we can talk about this too, but I'm going to say, let's say the first two decks or maybe even a little bit sooner, depending on certain matchups or certain classes. But generally speaking, that's how I look at it. What do you guys think about defining the opening? Let's just go a quick through. Uh, Double Dubs has his hand up. Go for, go ahead, bud. 
Well, yeah. So I think defining it as the first two decks is great. I think that like the early game, you know, you use deck one to set up deck two, basically. And, you know, after you move on from deck two, I would consider deck three to be the mid game. Clip it, Ambrose, or that one's for you, buddy. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, um, the <laughs> thing that I think makes it super important is kind of that um, you the things you do in deck one to give you an advantage can give you more of an advantage in deck two. And that can further your advantage you know, into deck three and it kind of sets your trajectory throughout the whole game. So if you get like one great purchase in deck one, like say you get a command in deck one, that means that in deck two, now all of a sudden you have a much better shot at the six or seven coster that's out there or whatever it might be. And then once you've got that six or seven coster in your deck, well, now things are looking really great as you shift into the mid game there. So there's this idea that having a good opening can set your trajectory and snowball your advantage into the mid game that I think is super important. So some of the tips that I hope to get into today are going to be how you maximize that snowballing advantage yeah, into the good, mid game. I like it. Uh, one, I'm going to ask you guys too, but another analogy I use is the runway, the airplane trying to get off the runway as quickly as it can. Right. And I use that well, especially for engine engine building how, how much runway do you need how quickly can you accelerate and lift off I, i'm just gonna say i uh the article i wrote on game pace i called it the opening and and kind of said a lot of what double dub said there that it's you know and, and kind of, i talked about a bunch of other stuff in there but yeah i, I like calling it the opening yeah. it sounds better than the runway i'm gonna say definitely that. sorry hmm. man <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an analogy. I know, I know what you're saying, but yeah. it, it does um, work very well as an analogy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, but I think it's a good way to look at. It's a good way to look at like the segments of. The yeah. Game, yeah. Right. How 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 can you break down the how a typical game plays out? Okay, so with that as the background, yep. let's take a look at some tactics for each of the different classes. All right. Um, now, I've already kind of set things set the table here, so I'll take a little break. Let's jump into the thief. All right, Tim, you can lead us off and talk about thief openings. Okay. Well, as a thief, um, one of the things you're you have an economy advantage, and that's a very good thing for you know the start of the game. Early game economy is a great thing to have more, and especially. Um, if you have smooth heist, that's going to be like you can really up that curve for your game by getting some a couple of cards. Not only that you buy them, you have to wait to cycle like everybody else normally does. And then you see them in deck two. If you get three costers or less that are good, you can see them in your first turn that you're going to play them with smooth heist. So like the thief has that nutso ability to do that. And so... um but, uh, you know, a couple of things like for most class and a lot of this changes depending on classes and who, what you're playing and everything else, but economy and sacrifice are good in the opening and the thief has an edge on economy. So you can start to try to work on getting big bombs or getting a cup, uh, a few of the smaller, like 
Elven Curse and Elven Gift or whatever. If you can get something like that in your opening, that's huge and just sets you up as it's going to be pretty hard to lose that game if you can get something like that with a smooth heist. Even even a couple of intimidations or an intimidation and a profit or something can do a lot. What do you think about... So, Tim, oh, would, you say, would you say that it's better to use your smooth heist early, early. or late, and why? Absolutely. Like, no, for me, there's no question about that. Why? Because you get to, especially early on, they're probably going to be lower cost ones, so they're going to go to hand. More than likely. Not always. Maybe you only get one of the two to hand or whatever. But getting cards to hand rather than going to your discard and waiting for a shuffle to get them up the curve. You know, if you're on a runway, you're taking off a lot quicker, right, Matt? Um, <laughs> the runway got shorter. Yeah, you're shortening the yeah. runway. And, you, yeah. and you're just exactly. kind of gunning it and going. Man. Yeah. And so, like, mm-hmm. you just, that curve just yeah. increases. And so the the one thing you need to be careful for that I see a lot of people doing, and it's not necessarily a bad move, but with Smooth Heist, if you go with, like, uh a couple of economy cards, like say you get two profits or two, uh, uh, not influence, um, the imperial, re- not recruit, the recruit? one taxations, taxations, something taxations. like that, that is really going to be clogging your deck later game. You need to be aware of that because that's going to slow you down later and you have to make sure you're going to get something good with those to be able to make up for it. So just be aware that it's not a bad move to get two taxations Mm. and then buy, you know, life drain or something like that's an awesome combo with those. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think getting a couple of cards to hand early on, on like your first turn, second turn, third turn, your first or second turn. So turn one or turn three or turn four before before your shuffle shuffle, really. And so, yeah, that's what you're wanting to do because that just increases your curves there to just get off to a great start. All right, now this connects to my question here because some thief builds are different or they use different uh, uh, skills. Mm-hmm. Skills are two costs. Skills are two costs. All right, I had to think about it for a second, but it worked. It came up. <laughs> um, yes. So like the uh, distracted exchange, which gives you money or the, uh, what's the other Misdirection. one? Misdirection. Uh, yeah, misdirection, misdirection, which I haven't used in a long time. That's why I forgot. Misdirection. It. Now, these are yep. really strong abilities, especially in the opening when you can guarantee that they're going to work or they're going to kick back some money for you. Now, the the drop-off is, is you're basically sacrificing the current turn to set up a really powerful uh, upcoming yeah. turn. Tim, what do you think about how to use your skill in the opening? So, um, I mean, with the health cap, I'm not necessarily wanting to in, on my first couple of turns necessarily. Um, maybe if it's misdirection, I'm going to, but with uh, distracted exchange, I'm probably my first, depending on the matchup, maybe I need to, but like for the most part, I'm going to wait a turn or two to use them. With, okay, with so you lift, need to t- have taken with damage. With lift, I'm not going to be using it. Yeah, I'll want, I'll want to have healed not. something with it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Uh, what do you guys? No, that's that's interesting though, Matt. Like, if I had, let's say I had a ruby and two knives, maybe because I know I'm getting a bunch of gold in my next hand, right? So maybe it's worth it. I think it would pair. The choice would help 
or it would help me make the choice if there were things that were more expensive right. on the road. Yeah. About Depends it. on the game state, right? of course. Yeah. And then I think, I mean, okay, we, that could, we that'd can be think of situations viable. probably where you might do that. Yeah, yeah. But Tim is saying, okay. though, it's probably more important to hit your smooth heist if you have a chance mm-hmm. or, you know, buy something that you can. Now, now with now, now yeah. with misdirection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically, you fire it off once and you it pays for itself the rest of the game until you use game, it. Hopefully. And so I think that's a smart one to use on your first turn. Honestly, unless you're going to get something mm. pretty great, I would skip it. Yeah. The only other thing I can think of, and mm. maybe double doubles, you have something else, is if you know like how much gold your hat your opponent has. Maybe it's your second turn, so you know what they have on turn three, and you can deny them mm. from buying something by making them mm-hmm. discard, and then also gain mm. that your gold your following turn. Mm-hmm. Like that's one situation where you might do it. But it, I, I don't know. What do you think about this double doubles? Yeah, well, this is all exactly the the kind of stuff that I think is great to be looking at because it's just about having this contextual awareness of is using my skill going to get my next hand enough gold to be able to buy that perfect thing or is using my skill going to throw my opponent's tempo off just enough so they don't get that sweet buy into the next deck cycle. Um you know, these are all great questions to be asking. I think that finding little ways to maximize your edge in the opening is the most important time to find those spots because it builds up through the rest of the game. Like if if mm. you can open strong and not stumble in any way, it's really to your advantage. So like um, a couple things mm-hmm. I wanted to get into that hadn't quite maybe been fully covered yet, but you might do things like shadow mask a fire gem to the top of your deck um for planning on buying something for your next turn and um pilfer is not as commonly taken as hit points in uh thieves but it is sometimes viable especially if you have a build that you know you aren't going to be using against rangers and fighters you're a lot more likely to run pilfer as like oh this is my wizard cleric or honestly as a thief go ahead i'm only going to take pilfer if i have lift that's the only time i'm even thinking about it Mm -hmm. yeah i wouldn't take it with the other two skills yep because then you have like a hit point yeah I think that's right. Yeah. I think it, the only one I have it is with the sack dagger lift build that also has the uh, loop that lets you yeah. pull. Uh, so you can actually use that ability mm-hmm. to get yeah. a fire I, gem and then loop it into your hand. It, it. I think the hit points are usually better, even with lifts yeah. sometimes. It's so. just a, it, it's an alt build that's fun. Yeah. I, and that's my sack dagger build that I actually really enjoy playing. It's yeah. not the strongest thief I have. But, yeah. but that's an interesting opening for that build. So, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like there is a way that you can You get that, you, like you shadow that. mask it, and then if you have like your uh, blackjack or, or your knife belt or something, you can draw it that same turn. Mm-hmm. Or just set up your next turn for a nice yep. Or a jeweler's loop if you, if have, you have that. that. That's a cool yeah. opening. Yeah, these are all great little synergies to be keeping an eye out for and, you know, maybe building towards or trying some of these alternative builds. But by getting these small advantages with Thief, you can really position yourself to have a a great second deck that is able to, you know, make strong purchases and apply your discard every single turn. Well said. All right, good. Um, Any other thoughts? I mean, we could 
literally go through each build of the thief yeah, and talk about the different plenty. openings. But we um, don't need to talk about yeah. it anymore. Are we, are we, <laughs> I think we're good on thief. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's keep it rolling yep. then. Um, Sammy, we're gonna jump to you next, bud. You're gonna you're gonna okay, give dope. us some opening strategy for the fighter. Sounds like a good idea. Um, okay, so the fighter, you know, it's it's going to be a short game, so you, you're really trying to get some solid damage cards uh, into your deck if you can. Um, there are a few other things that you can consider early game with your fighter. You don't have a ton of control over your deck, but one thing that you do have is you have your axe and whatever you have from the quote-unquote blow tree, <laughs> as we love to say. That's that girl from college, Now, usually right? that's the devastating blow, which is going to be... Yeah, that's right. She she studied in the Kinsey Institute. Call back. Uh, so, <laughs> watch our other episodes, and you will you know what we're talking about. Um, so, if you use your devastating blow or you know to get the 8, 10, 12 damage, then you can use the axe... And you can get yourself an additional gold. Now we've talked about this in the past, actually, in other in other podcasts too. You want to make sure there's something to actually buy, right? Because you want to be somewhat judicious with using that ability. If you, you there's other reasons to use it. One great way to use it is to finish the game with it, right? So you could potentially save it if you don't have a good opportunity to use it in the opening of your game to finish the game by taking someone out by getting a ton of damage. Um, so keep that in mind. You don't want to just, okay, I see I have my axe and I have some gold and I could flip, you know, flip some additional cards. I'm going to use it every time. I wouldn't do that. Make sure that there's something to buy. Make sure you have gold to draw. Uh, there's a good chance to get a gold if you're going to do it and there's something to buy with it. So that said, another interesting thing that you could potentially want to do is if you have the shield bearer, you may want to keep the shield bearer out and then force a shuffle. So the shield bearer is not in your second deck. That could nice. be potentially good for you. Um, it is rare though. I'll say because you really, you just have to kind of get lucky and have it line up where you have your ax and your shield bearer in your final hand of your first or second deck. So that's another thing you could potentially do. Aside from that stuff, I really just like, you know, the low cost um, intimidation, elven gift, uh, Elven Curse and potentially a rot. Mm -hmm. Those are always good, but you're definitely also trying to, yeah, hit jobs in uh, Dark Energy. Awesome. You're definitely trying to pop your um, skill, your ability a lot. And I will say this, and props <laughs> to you, Jig. You reminded me last time we played, but you hit your skill. That's right. Skill for two gold. And the, you know what's funny is I said ability yeah. right earlier in this diatribe and I <laughs> fucked it up now. Whatever. Say la vie. Um, but especially if you're playing like a ranger, you want to use that yeah. skill like every time. All like you'd want to get them below th like 30 hit points as fast as you can. Even bracers or yeah. or um cloak. Uh you really want to get the blow. And and probably the same with the mask thief too. So keep that in mind too when you're openings. You may want to sacrifice your early shuffles for that skill. Damage. I think not even just not you guys even got just thoughts what do you guys think? You want to pop that thing off. And Tim's a master fighter too. Like you, you want to use that skill almost every turn. I, I think Rucksack even said like, yeah. unless you can buy a seven damage or higher card, you never want to not I, use. Your I would skill. say that like you basically want to use your. I, I, 
he, I mean, he took it further. He was saying in the first or second day. Yeah, only, yeah. <laughs> even right. then I, and even and saying, after then, yeah. you just use your skill anyway. I, I will, I will, I will forego the yeah. skill and like the, before the first shuffle to get like intimidation or, or even like a spark or something like that. That's a solid damage card that may, may not be more than my skill, but that I'm going to see three or four times. Yep. Um, Okay. But like Yeah, yeah, that's a good right. way to look at it. Yeah. I it seems like he's a bit more uh like I'm always using that unless I'm gonna get it's seven damage out of the place down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a I mean, that's a, a valid way to play hey, the fighter is just play, to he smash. plays it just very well, so yeah. 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 His uh also his preferred build is usually with the I think it's called knockback where mm-hmm. you get to retire one guard retire. and then, and also like the hand sky the and the silver fun. stone or the, the sharpening stone. Yep. Yeah. Not retire, but exhaust them. That's we're, right. We're not Set playing aside, cricket basically. Here, buddy. We're not like a, <laughs> okay. Thank God. <laughs> retiring a guard, like a, a cricket move. I don't even know I, I, rules I honestly, in cricket. So it sounds like it some... sounds like it could be from cricket, but I, don't, okay. I honestly don't know. I, I will say I was uh I was stuck watching cricket in uh, in an airport in Istanbul for a while, so that that might be right. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, Double does what? <laughs> oh, that's what you have to say about okay, cool. fighter openings? Do you have any additions here? No, I just um definitely wanted to make sure that we got that rucksack tip in there you know basically just and it's kind of like this um spectrum maybe of how aggressive you want to be on it where like rucksack is saying like i'm always using my skill unless i uh can get a four coster whereas like tim is a little more willing to skip yeah, the skill in deck one, deck one, and that's yeah. exactly the type of details yeah for, yep. for deck one in the opening fighter can skip the skill if you are buying a very cost effective damage card, you know, other than that, you probably want to use it. And that's the like and, exact kind of tip that I wanted and, to get into. And, and I, I would just say, because yeah, it's the opening in your, in your first deck before you shuffle, even if the game only lasts 10 turns, which is on the little bit of the shorter side for a fighter, it's usually a little but bit it's possible for sure. But yeah. And there's definitely shorter ones that can happen, but like just say on the shorter side of average for a fighter, if it goes 10 turns, you're going to see that card two or three times that you shuffle. And so like, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if it only does only does three or four damage or a five damage card, if you see that three times, that's 15 damage. So it it gives you that sustain for a little bit longer game. Better than the skill. Totally. Yeah. But later game, you're not going to be enough. And you're discarding. Yeah, exactly. It's also making them discard three cards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good yep. way to, to look at it as well. Um, all right. Yeah, I think yep. that's pretty good. Uh, you did mention also burning, blowing, uh, burning your devastating blow for. Yeah, you uh, said the blow an extra tree. Draw or whatever. Yeah, the blow tree. <laughs> yeah, the blow tree. Well, the, there's also yeah. the whirling blows too, where you can get two draws. And those are good to burn early also yeah. because then you can get that econ boost. It, it, um, one when definitely I'm playing... would. would my build that. with that if i'm not playing a cleric i'm gonna try to use that early to get something a bigger card Big. like get a life drain yeah like yeah that. good call yeah save it yeah 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 and again you want that life drain on deck one you're gonna try to pop that 
uh, aggressive and quick and early in the game because if you can get that high damage card in for deck two, it's going to have much more. It'll be worth more than the 12 damage you would have gotten from Devastating Blow. Honestly, if you you can make that work. Yeah, it's true. All right, really good advice on the fighter here. Uh, I guess we'll do Wizard next. And then, um, Chris, you can... uh, (laughs) Wizard. Wizard openings. Okay. The Wizzy... The, the whiz opening. Um, man, not, no good on Tantra for that one. Uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> now, there's a lot of things to think about for the wizard. But again, it's usually game state dependent. It depends on what you draw, what turn you're going to play. If you're, I mean, if you're first player or second player, if you're starting with three cards or five cards. Uh, and also what build you have. Um, basically... And this is a hard one, again, without not to frame in builds. But like, if you have the um, Silver Skull Amulet, one thing you want to think about is, do you want to burn that right away to reach for something really good or to get, you know, to draw something you need? Uh, or do you want to, if you have the robes, do you want to robe something for next turn to ensure you have a really strong next turn? And then probably most importantly is... How can you use your first turn to make sure that your second turn, you'll be able to basically uh, really influence the shape of your next reshuffle? And I think that's one of the biggest things to think about when you're uh, opening games with a wizard. Now, of course, you need to buy something. (laughs) You need to be putting something into your deck. Otherwise, (laughs) the reshuffles aren't going to matter much. You need to get something valuable. That's going to help you out next turn, whether that's a high damage card or more economy or something that's going to help you start healing. If the uh, if a fighter is already starting to you know cut down on your on your life, basically, you need to think about what your opponent is going to do to you or how you can exploit your opponent's weakness, whatever that is, no matter depending on your matchup. And then think about, A, what can you put into your deck or your discard and then B. How can you shape your reshuffle to really maximize your next um, your next hand or your, what, what's going to show up in your next shuffle to really shorten your runway and get that wizard engine off? Because a lot of times you can get off to a slow start, be behind in uh, damage or health, but really turn things around if you can line up some nice damage and get off to a um, and really shape your decks and line everything up and make your opponent suffer. So. Uh, it's very generic what I just said. I didn't give a lot of specific advice, I don't feel like. Uh, but um, using your channels and using your um, Silver Skull Amulet, the draw on that thing, and also maybe uh, the draw from your staff um, to time your reshuffle and to shape what your reshuffle is going to look like is, to me, one of the most important things in the wizard opening. And that's kind of one of the things that there's other things to look at too. Like, what are you going to buy? What do you need to do to prevent your opponent from winning? Um, if you're playing a class that where you actually have the advantage, like if you're playing against a cleric or a, or even a thief, what can you do to, um, uh, to take advantage of the, of the mismatch a little bit, et cetera, et cetera. These are all things to look at. All right. So, uh, I've already talked enough about the wizard. Um, I think Chris had his hand up first. We'll go Chris and then Sam. And then Tim. Everybody gets a chance to whiz here. All right. This is a whiz-free zone. Uh, Chris. Well, yeah. It's a whiz party. 
I, I wanted to direct a question your way quick, uh, but maybe I can just kind of talk about it myself, which is basically that like you talked a lot about uh, shaping your shuffles mm-hmm. there. Right. And I think that that is to me the one of the most important things about uh, opening with the wizard is you have to be really keeping an eye out for these opportunities where you have your second hand of deck one and you make a, a good purchase with your first turn. And then on your second turn, you make maybe one more small econ purchase, you know, like you do recruit on turn one, recruit on turn two, and then flip your deck. Now you've kept a bunch of starters out and you've got that double recruit deck coming up. So that's, um, you know, I just wanted to take a moment. to like, Unless really you're player one, if you're player one, it's actually the opposite. Cause usually you're setting up your second turn for a purchase and then flip on all on that second turn. Yeah. So it, if you're player two, it depends okay. on if you're player and, one and, or player and, two because the shape of your. And for a wizard, ahead, I would say that like your first two shuffles is when you're really kind of focusing on some of that. But your uh, yeah, opening. your second shuffle so will be heavily influenced by what you do on your first right. one, right? It, it's all. But that's kind of where a, you really have to pay to attention. Is totally. do I want to scrap that so silver skull? Do I want to channel here? Sometimes you want to forego yeah. that. If it makes your shuffles totally. better, sometimes you want to force it for those situations, and it's super variable. Sometimes you want to robes. Yeah. Sometimes you want to robes your uh, amulet for your second turn, yeah. and then actually use that as the what you burn to flip your deck. Right. Like sometimes that's how it lines up as well. There's a lot, and that's the beauty about the wizarders. You have so right. much flexibility and so many different ways to do that, and depending on what channel you're using as well. Like if you're at using a soul wizard that draws three, you have to really be careful yeah. about because using your channel is going to kick off a reshuffle. But it also can help you line some things right. up on your next turn as well, uh, which is a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying the soul wizard lately, even though uh, you run into some tough streaks with it sometimes. Anyway, t- uh, Sammy also has some words. <laughs> oh, we don't need to hear from Sammy. Opening. Sorry, Sammy. I'm just messing with you. I was just trying Thanks, to make Tim. it so you Appreciate didn't get to talk for a little while. Um, um i see okay well you can feel free to talk after this if you want to um i wanted to say that i think it's really awesome if you can get spell components along with your silver skull ambulance those two together are great because not only do you have the chance to draw into an additional gold but then you also get that one gold discount and then jig i wanted to ask you because i feel like a lot of what you're saying was general but i think a lot of what you were saying was also kind of geared towards a rogue yeah, wizard. Yeah. So, will you give me like openings? <clears throat> how you would change your openings if you went in gloves, and also maybe even like went with wand. Even though I don't know if that's super advisable these days, but it's I'm thinking about going wand. Oh, arcane wand. Okay. Now, yeah. No, totally. Now, yeah, yeah. so all all the advice I just gave to you is basically with a pure or soul channel uh, wizard, which is basically what I've been playing a lot of lately. Uh, if you're doing a serene mm-hmm. channel uh, and or using the arcane wand or other stuff, or you're not using the ropes or you're using, um, I actually do use the gloves with my soul channel, but the channel actually acts, can actually serve kind of like a robes because you can, you can set up what you're going to draw or, or what what's going to be there for next turn. It's not quite robes, but it's similar. Um, anyway. Um, yep. With the gloves, basically, if possible, 
you want to, you, you want to, um, get as much use out of the gloves as you can. And one of the weakest parts of the gloves is that it's hard to line up those two ignites early, uh, to get an early, uh, to get an early glove. So if you, if possible, lining up those two, and if you can hit it with your, uh, your staff uh, obviously is a huge thing, right? Basically, you want to get as much damage as you can as quickly as possible with that build, in my opinion. Like, that's how you play play that type, I, right? I'm just laughing because it's like, basically, you want to get damage so that you can win faster, which is basically the point of the game, right? Yeah, well, it's true. You, but that's not how you yes. play necessarily with, um, you know, pure channel in the opening. You're not trying to pump out a bunch right. of damage it's not, right away. It's not just like a pure aggro. It's it's you're yeah, you're it's building you're style. building the engine so that you get faster damage later. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to show the different my earlier yeah. advice was not for serene I, aggro style, right? Yeah. And, and that's why I said it's hard to and that was a, that was it's like hard the, to it's hard to talk about this without framing what you're saying. Because someone will say, oh that's not right with my serene uh Gloves wizard, I, I do this, and they're going to have. Of course, right. that's probably a very valid way to do every, it. Every build and every player has a different play style, and so like you can make stuff work all kinds of ways. So I just want to yeah. put that out there. Well, and every game is right. different too. So like your plan for this or that totally. will change if the opening yeah. row is this or that. So like you got to take all of it with hand. a grain of salt. Cards in your hand yep. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now, quick survey, guys. Do you prefer gloves aggro or gloves healing? Well, it depends if you're winning or losing. Yeah, if if you're both. winning, and then it's That's aggro, the and if you're losing, yeah. it's healing. Yeah. yeah. Although I will say, with nice. the wizard, like even that, if you're yeah. going to lose, even if it looks like you're losing at the beginning, I'll still press the aggro and hope that my damage is going to ramp up I later to make up the difference. Sometimes if you ease up and you're like, oh, oh shit, I got to heal here. I'm in trouble. You get to the end of the game you're and you're only short. two damage short of killing your opponent. You're like, damn it, if I had Man, used, and I had, had five health left. I didn't need to heal that. If I'd have done yeah. damage, I'd have won. Yeah. I think it, it happens quite a I bit. Think, I think it depends you on what, trust in the... what channel I have, too. Like, if I'm like a serene gloves wizard, I'm going to be going aggro with those gloves, like, most of the time. Because I got so much more healing. Yep. But if, yeah. I'm a, yep. if I'm a soul channel wizard yep. with gloves, I'm probably going to heal at least a little more often with it, you know. Especially on the matchup, yeah. too. Even if you're doing yeah. okay, but if you're fighting a ranger, or a you're going to heal back up to 55, yeah. eh, or a fighter. Even if you're at, like, 52, you want that extra three damage because you know it's not. It's an illusion, that 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 health. It's yeah. going to be gone soon. Uh, the be- I love playing with the Soul Wizard, too. It's so, that the three strike it it's been a while. so much fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's tough I though. I mean, I, I run into. I mean, like I lose. Die. You lose a lot with it. I mean, I, I I'm still slowly moving up with it, but it's not as the pure wizard is almost even the pure channel. I have the, uh, you know, yeah. my favorite build, the uh, pure robes and the yep. and the and the the amulet and the uh, the mirror and the blazing mirror. staff. That's it's my just favorite like such a beautiful too. way to to play and it's pretty good you know i can i've got a pretty good win rate it doesn't probably perform quite as well as serene but uh and to be honest the uh i I know we're bird walking a little bit here but the the lack of fighters in the meta right now it really helps the wizard the wizard's like oh hey there's not too many fighters around here i can i can jam i can get my jam on a little bit more now i i started playing i know decat was has been grinding out a fighter and i've been i've been playing I haven't been playing a whole lot recently outside of community stuff because life has been busy. But 
Yeah, same. When I have been queuing up some real-time games, when I have like 15 minutes or something here or there, I'll pull out the aggro fighter. And man, it feels real good when I see some of these wizards and I'm just like, ah, see ya, buddy. Although it, su- <laughs> it's, it sucks me, when yeah. I get paired with that oh, that fun. bronze uh, cleric. that Breastplate. That, that, yeah, the breastplate it does, cleric. It doesn't yeah. matter what cleric it is, but... And it's just like, oh man, you're not even playing yeah. this very well. You're just playing a cleric. Yeah. Anyway, and I know, and I know this is a tangent yeah. again, but I think this is at least partially connected to kind of the renaissance of the wizard yeah. recently, with the, I, the can, weakening of the can, of the fire. Can, this is a this is a complete like aside here, but can we call it call it when Matt is bird walking? Can we call it bird lawing? <laughs> I know I'm bird lawing okay. here as a shout out. I think Dave okay. would like Very that long. reference. So. <laughs> Shout out. Okay, yeah, he. I mean, he deserves every reference he he gets. Okay, bird. I hate to bird law. Yep. Yeah, but Shout it's it's law. so relevant. It's pretty interesting. It. Okay, I think we've hit. Um, I think we hit basically all the wizard builds there that, that we I still have. Say. Ranger let's see what and you guys have to, to say about too, the So let's move along. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's true. I have a really quick. I made some notes. I want to quick hit fire through them, and then I'm happy to move on to the next one. So I want to say definitely keep an eye out for times when you can activate your Silver Skull to flip your deck early. I think that can be huge. I think overall the wizard controls its shuffles and its future hands and turns better than any other class, even Ranger. Because I think Ranger's yeah, just flipping yeah. its deck all the time and it's not yep. like planning for the future as much. It's planning for this turn. Yeah. How am I going to do awesome on this turn? But wizard is like... No, Wizard is playing you three turns in the future. Yeah, that so crystal ball, I think man. that's really Ooh. cool about it. I think... <laughs> like Master Double Down, that's um, <laughs> That's right. I can't <laughs> wait for you guys to meet him. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention quick, the Shizard, in the same way that we talked about how the fighter during deck one can take a break from dealing damage every turn the shizzard in some matchups like fighter and ranger you're going to want to be healing every turn you can make a deck one exception to that though but other than that you may in deck two moving forward (laughs) i want to call that uh oh my god i'm getting my wires crossed from the chat here um yeah you (laughs) might want to uh heal every turn for certain matchups as the shizzard, but you may consider not doing that in deck one. Just throwing that out there. Um, last thing in the early opening, you may consider using uh, your explosive fireball to protect a critical purchase. That's not going to come up very often, but if you can guarantee yourself the Tyranor, the Grok, the Arcus, or whatever, you know, awesome champion by fireballing, you might consider doing it. Um, and that's it. There you go. That's what I got. Good nice. stuff. Um, let's keep rolling, dude. You're on a roll. Yeah. Jump into Ranger next. What, what do you got on Ranger? Okay. Yeah, so I think that overall we can keep this one pretty b- brief. Definitely check out some of the deep dives or Ranger article if you want to get more into it. But the big idea here is that you are looking at a really trying to identify what card on the row is the huge bomb that you can go for. We're looking for our rampage life drain domination command, all that kind of stuff. And how are you going to line up a huge economy turn to burst and be able to buy that? And that's where you can track ahead of time to get two arrows in your discard and use your snapshot and get them back and play it all and use your cloak for extra econ. 
and so on and so forth. I basically check out the the mini smooth heist that I I wrote about, um, and that kind of shows you the ideal uh, ranger opening that you want to go for. Where if you do it right, you can even track and get that card to the top of your deck or or draw it into your hand. So it's really all about lining up the perfect snapshot to buy the most powerful card that you can, and then using that powerful card over and over again in the game. Yeah, that's it. I mean, what, what do you? Yeah, guys think? Uh, I think you hit it. The Tim, you go. You go. No, I was going to say, yeah, it's it's either doing exactly what you said, or you're doing the bullet method where you're getting like three or so uh, cheaper damage cards. You're getting intimidation and a spark and something else, uh, close ranks or something. If you can get something like that in your first couple of turns. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it works kind of the same way, I guess. It's just broken up over yep. different, you know, three cards instead of Tyranor or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And if you can use that snapshot to yeah. reach for a really strong card, like just like with the fighter, just to get it to the first deck and just you're, now you're off to the races. The Ranger works so quickly and is so strong. You just want to catapult yourself off as quickly as possible and... Hope you hit the target I, before I, your, I, your, your opponent gets I did a really like your point, Chris, that you said during the wizard part that, like, the wizard really is about thinking in the future, whereas the ranger is just like, I'm going to cycle this as fast as I I'm always wanting to flip that. I'm not really making the choice, do I want to flip my deck here too often? It does happen, but, like, that's a really good Sometimes point. Sometimes it does. Yeah. It's a really good point that a lot of times you're just wanting to cycle it as fast as you can. Especially opening, yeah, yeah. Especially and, the yeah. opening, you basically are. Because yeah. honestly, the times when you're not are is actually crap. later game. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of damage in there. <laughs> it's just getting through them fast and fast is what it is. Totally, yeah. Later game though, you want, if you're going to freeze out your cards or right. freeze out all of your bows or all of your arrows, you got to watch. You have already then you're thinking right, about it, but that's not the opening anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One thing I'll say, though, quick, is that in the early game, you may not want to flip your deck right. in order to line up a perfect snapshot. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that as well. Like you may there's an end turn button. Not everybody knows about it, but you may want to end your turn totally. early um, by going into the menu and hitting end turn to make sure you don't play all the cards in your hand so that you don't flip your deck so that you get the perfect snapshot so that you buy the domination and then cruise same thing for the um, non robes wizard. If you if you have like the wand or something that's gonna flip or your mirror, end your turn if you don't want to flip your deck mm-hmm. or if you don't want to draw. I mean, so, don't be afraid to do that. Totally, yeah, great advice. So, so what about yeah. the cleric? Uh, before we go to cleric, quick, Sam, was there anything? I, I did you get I'm a chance sleeping. to talk ranger at that's all? You good? Like I'm pretty. <laughs> I am not asleep. I am here and present. I I think you guys covered it for the most part. I was kind of curious. Um, do you guys always track in your first for, through the first hands with uh, the ranger? Because I'm always kind of conflicted if I should track or if I should try to buy something or or what should I do? And then I wanted to make a point where Tim was saying earlier with fighter, if you had that early damage buy, you're going to see it probably at least three you're times. You're going to see it like six times. I think with a ranger, you're probably going to see it four. Maybe six, sure. yeah, maybe more. So it's even more valuable. Which is, which is why um, you buy something strong if you can, Sam. Ahead. Like you, if you can get life drain, you yeah. don't track. You buy life drain. I, I, I think your, your first turn. I, there's, there's never an right. always. 
I'm going to do this or do that. I feel like if there's a plan like that that you have, you're going to break it all the time. But in a general sense, I think I, I'm yeah. usually wanting to track with a ranger. Not always, but usually. Unless, especially early, I can get something good. Later, I'm pretty much always tracking. Yeah, But early sure. on, it depends on mm-hmm. what's available. Yeah. Mm. Um, Double Dubs, did you have uh, okay. like a general outline for that? Like after turn two, you basically always want to be tracking. Or was that written in your article or did you have specific advice like that? Well, definitely check out the article. But uh, the main thing I would say <laughs> is like track uh, unless you have a shot at buying something awesome, okay. you know, is kind of what I would say. Unless you're working yourself towards a great purchase, you should be okay. tracking to keep All it right. simple. All right. Do it. On to Cleric. Okay, so for Cleric, um, there's a couple of key things. Obviously, we, we always talk about sacrificing. You want to be buying your champions and stuff like that. But um, I like to, in deck one, if I have minor res, Which minor resurrection, have. get a follower. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. <laughs> get a follower out of your discard into play. And you can also use your ever-burning candle to get followers from your discard into play. And you can basically set things up that way that you can have a pure economy deck going into deck two. So in deck one, I'm buying fire gems, influence, elven gift, whatever. If there's something like the rod or death touch, you know, or a command and I can afford it, you know, I'm going to go for premium cleric cards, of course. But if there's not premium cleric cards available, I'm building my economy and trying to set up a pure econ deck too. And once I have that pure econ deck too, I'm very likely to burn my divine res in order to get extra econ because I put myself in a situation where I know for sure I've got econ coming and then I'll use that to, to make a big purchase. This isn't always the case, but um, it's just a, a common opening that I found myself using quite a bit. And for me, it works out even better because I run a lot of the cantrips with um, bright star shield and the hammer. So I'm like churning through my deck a little faster uh, whereas like I'm not going to get bricked on the Redeemed Ruinous or anything like that. So that's the gist of Cleric openings I, for me. I want to say that that there? was when I was learning to play the Cleric and that sort of stuff. What, that really turned the corner for me when you're like, let me res this champ with a minor res and get it out of there. I do my shuffle. Boom, I got a bunch of economy. Or I've got a bunch of sacrifice or whatever. Like that really helped me that's a big thing for a cleric and it a really good move that you should for all characters shaping your shuffles or your hands are especially in the opening that's how you get off to a really strong yeah start. and the cleric can do that with the with yes some of those tools you mentioned yeah that's good uh, that's why yeah. they do so great <laughs> that's why they're so damn good <laughs> at hey all yo. levels <laughs> sammy what do you what do you have to say about the cleric so, you know, slow game. Um, and I think really the biggest the biggest thing you can do is shape the deck like Dubs kind of outlined. I think there's some other strong plays that you can go for just trying to build your economy. If you can get a champ that has a little bit of an economy, that can be nice if there's nothing else there. I have a question for you, Dubs. Would you rather buy a street thug or a cult priest, either either one, or a fire gym? 
when you're trying to build up for that deck too? So uh, it would depend a little bit on the matchup. If I valued the body and wanted something to soak up the damage, then maybe, but probably not. I think I'd probably go Fire Gem deck one. Again, it would kind of depend on what's on the row because it's the two econ. Like if I could get double Fire Gem or one Street Thug, I'm definitely going to go double Fire Gem because that's the thing I wanted to mention a little bit is on deck two, I totally flip it and I'm like just buying the best cleric card off the row yeah. from that which point. is usually which tithe is usually tithe champions. Right? so it's like you <laughs> yeah <of laughs> avoid tithe breeze pretty hard but it does have its moments the, the benefit with the fire gems too is it helps with early damage output uh-huh. which the which cleric can struggle with if if your opponent yeah. can get out a early champion against you that's actually one of the strongest um like anti-cleric openings is actually to get a really strong uh champion out so Fire gems can actually help you at least temporarily deal with a um, a nasty champion that's out there. So that's another good good point about the early fire, fire early fire gems for clerics are great. I think if there's nothing else, don't be. Yeah. Yep. I mean, even if you're uh, getting damage, you're probably going to heal that back anyways. Don't worry about using your bless ability. I would actually buy, uh, like Double Dub said, if I have four gold, I'm going to buy two fire gems rather than heal bless and get a, a fire gem in the opening because. Um, basically you need to build up that economy mm-hmm. big time uh that's that's my only added comment um, yeah that's a that's a good point i think a lot of people will you know a lot of times it's like sacrifice some of that early health to get the good cards into your hand because as a cleric gonna, that doesn't gonna really, really matter you're going to heal it back up over the course of the game hopefully yeah yeah i mean now, i mean are, there are I mean, exceptions but 90 yeah, percent of the time sometimes when do you, you guys get start sometimes to get... for sure? And like even the fighter, a well played fighter with the whirling and yeah. you know, other things, can sometimes take advantage of a flat footed cleric, you know. And a ranger can sometimes just so... pounce all over you and just. Um, the other... When does your butthole start to pucker as a cleric? When I guys? lose. So you start triggering. When that you again. lose, yeah. Or, or <laughs> when you can't get champions out fast enough. Or, you know, every champion you put out automatically gets killed. Yeah. Uh, one thing, ranger, uh, and here's another yeah. thing. Yeah. Playing the soul <laughs> cleric can be fun to just go the opposite yeah. direction to, to not to uh, pivot and play like a heavy action style yeah. or, you know, get a couple of sack cards and strong actions and some yes. draw. Uh, can be a fun way to open with, with the. I, I, I took that to heart when we talked about it, playing the soul uh, cleric yeah, yeah, like yeah. a wizard yeah, and it, it works really yeah. well it's fun yeah. it's fun and it works yeah. and that i like that a lot anyways we're, we're bird lying here yeah uh, definitely bird yeah. lawn it oh <laughs> away from okay. openings but that's what i, I got wanted there. i wanted to go over in general the opening because i i did write this article series that talked about like game pace and everything and and just kind of in general the opening that like mm. your class matchup and your opening purchases define your strategy for the game, knowing the matchups, if it's going to be a long game, a short game really kind of decides what you want to buy. Um, And then just a really big point that like economy and sacrifice are way better early game than late game. So keep that in mind because you're going to shuffle them and see them multiple times. Um, If you know the game's going to be short uh, damage early on, is fine but if it's going to be a longer game you may not want to focus on that um and then like a couple of things here like just make sure you have enough damage we were talking about this with the cleric to take out your opponent's champions like if they can stay out multiple turns 
that really hurts you. Um, I know I was, I've been playing some, like I was saying, playing the fighter and there were some times, and I didn't even have the upgraded shield bearer and people weren't able to take that out multiple turns. And it's like, it was a helm build. And so I'm getting three extra damage. I was like, all right that's brutal but um nice i'll burn my fireball actually if that but, happens. but even yeah, i will actually burn my fireball. oh yeah or your snapshot yeah, or whatever you absolutely should yeah. in that situation but um in deck two so like the later part of the opening because i would call the opening deck one and deck two would be okay. what i would say and so make sure to purchase cards that uh reinforce your initial strategy or if your opponent does something, gets the purchases, that sort of thing, that you need to pivot, that deck two is when you need to pivot. Because if you're waiting till deck three or later, it's probably too late unless it's like a cleric mirror or something that's going to last for like 20 shuffles. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, great point. And then if possible, time your reshuffles, and we talked about this already, so that like you can bottom deck the stuff that your starters, the golds, that sort of stuff you don't want. Um, and it has a really big impact early game. It definitely does later, but way more so early game. So like, that's just a couple like tips from that article that I wrote quite a while ago about, you know, the opening for a game. And that's in a general sense, nothing class specific there, but just economy and sacrifice are good early game. They're not very good late game. That's probably a big one. Great call out. And overall, I just recommend those articles in general to anyone looking to get better. We're going to put those in the show notes. What's the title of that specific one, Tim? Is that Game Pace? Yeah, it's from Novice to Expert Game Pace was the subtitle. Okay, and we'll link that right in the top of the show notes because that's a good one to start on. Yeah. All right. I think this is a really excellent discussion. We covered lots of stuff, actually. You know, not only just specific classes and strategies and even builds within those, but overarching things to think about. Uh, and this is a really good way to improve like your game, guys. So. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I knew this was going to be a really good um, main focus, though. So, yeah, thanks again, Double Dogs, for uh, selecting that one. Great discussion, guys. Let's move on and continue with the rest of the Put show. Put on your wizard hat, Double Dubs. All righty, here we go. Greetings, it is I, Nostra Double Dubs, a wizard with glimpses of the future of Thandar. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how long did it take you to write that? Okay, hey, everybody. That's what I want to know. Here. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, that was, that was, yeah. oh, yeah. No, that no, let's have a cup. Inspired by Deckard Kane. <laughs> so... Uh, here's the deal, everybody. We are all chomping at the bit for new cards for Hero Realms. All right. I know everyone listening to this podcast is probably ready for some new cards. When Agency 13 hosted an interview with Rob Doherty that I was fortunate enough to be a part of, Rob basically told us that the next set of cards is going to be, uh, it's kind of announced. We kind of know what the next set of cards is. So basically, we're going to use this segment today to preview what will be the upcoming cards in to be added to the app next. There's no set date for this. We hope it's sometime in the and, next month or three. And, and we're assuming that they're all going to be 
as they are written on the paper cards. Right. Who, there yes. have been differences in the Star Realms app. Could happen in Hero Realms too. Ooh. That's a great call out. I didn't even know that. So um, one thing I want to let the listeners know, if you go to herorealms.com slash card dash gallery, or just Google Hero Realms card gallery, you'll get the wise wizard page. If you, there's a bar across the top, it'll say image set quantity name and so on. If you click on set, it will arrange by set and all of the first cards you see will be labeled first kickstarter promo pack you can just write these are the cards in there too yep if you searched it yeah so i'm also going to put these images into the show notes with the wwd so you can actually click on a link and look at them that way too whatever floats your boat um and so with that being said these cards that we're going to take a look at today we've chose one of each faction nostra double damas has sent the images to our cast members here and they will each be discussing and laying out a card for you one of each faction bearing in mind that there will be two of this card added in with the base deck let's get started boys i think it's uh uh sam all righty so i am looking at afterlife this is a necros action three golds to buy gives you back two golds per play and if you faction it you may put a champion from your discard pile on top of your deck, a la our favorite champion, Varric. Now, there are no sexy abs on Afterlife. You have to keep that in mind, my friends. That may I mean, be a little bit of a drawback, <laughs> but it does have some pretty he, cool art. I will say that, too. He does have a little girdle thingy that almost looks like he's trying to have some abs there. Yeah, I can almost see his opening in it, to be honest, but it is what it is. God. Jesus I Christ. really like this joke about the... I, talk, I, I have been holding back. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we're, <laughs> Sam. Sam. He's fully robed. Don't no listen to them, listeners. The Dear Sam. listeners. This, this is double Domus. There's some there's some oh hardcore openings on this oh card. God. You're okay, okay, you're in Sam. for a treat. It's nice, Kroos. It's happening. What what classes would this be good with, you think, Sam? Uh classes Any that thoughts? can draw. I mean the the cards that put stuff on top of your deck. Well, there's you know, it, it really depends, but Drawing generally is my favorite way to play cards that can go on top of your deck. If you could pair this with Varric, it would be really, really cool. Similar to how uh, Domination oh, yeah. and Rasmus pair. These are like best buds. This and, and a Varric would be fucking sweet. Um, so it's like a red, red heavy, heavy deck. deck, really, because you have to pair it to get that that resurrect. I mean, I mean. And and obviously it's going to be good with a cleric. Yeah, you want to have uh, champions in your hand yep. to use it, obviously, right? So yeah, cleric for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, wizards, rangers, that, I love this. Yeah, things Anything that draw that, and things that are going to be champion heavy. I mean, like like so playing with uh, Varric as an example. If you just have one or two other champions, just to be able to top deck it fairly regularly, fairly well. Well, it's awesome. It sucks when you draw it in the first hand and you don't have anything in your discard. And, but and this, you can, have this z- can top deck Varric, So Sure. Yeah. yeah. You can buy a, buy champion. a champion. You can have zero champions if you buy one. And it's only... Discard, and then you... Which it has and the, we're talking three gold, it gives you not five gold. gold to get this ability. It gives two, you two gold. Three gold now to get that ability, yeah. which is very fantastic. 
It's two yeah. less than five it's gold, awesome. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Let's let's be honest here for a second, though, guys. This card is like a, a low floor, high ceiling, and probably yeah. like a C minus if we had to give it an arbitrary grade, right? I I, I would say I would say like no a solid B. Yeah. B? I might go B minus. Okay. I'm not. I'm not yeah, as excited. I'm, uh, I'm going about B this card as I am about Tim's card. I will you not can't talk about the other cards, man. <laughs> those. Those. We're not there yet. The Tim's. You're not. You're not. Wait, too my opening, you're not sick. My opening is moist not, right now. No. When we get to Tim's card, <laughs> I'm going to mute the mic. You're not. You, the mic. You're not Nostra Sammy Damas, so you don't need to go. In the <laughs> that's correct. That's that nasty. That's probably more accurate. I, I I will say this, not only for this card, but all the cards, the they're, cost they're efficiency wonderful. on these cards is incredible. Like what you what you get what you get I, for I mean, three just, cost yeah. cards. It costs really three, incredible. but you get two gold when you play it. So if you're a character that wants economy yeah. basically the only like class that I'm looking at this and being like, I don't know that I'm ever gonna want to buy that is maybe with a fighter. Everything else yeah. I would probably want. Fighter. Else. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. If if you could Good if point. you could ditch it, an like awesome and even even it, then it's instantly you could, like one of the best three cards. Depending costs. on how you're playing that fighter, you could use this. Yeah, I think so. I think any class could use it, but yeah. If you could trash it, it would be probably even better, but it is what it even is. Even better. Yeah. You can't. So there you go. Uh, and I, this will be an interesting motif too. Like, how are we going to see some power creep? In, yes, uh, I think so. In terms yeah. of when you compare it to other <laughs> similarly costed cards, yeah, I think we're going to see uh, uh, the Dungeons Kickstarter. Is oh, no, power creep. Ooh, I want to see it. Oh yeah, but yeah, unless I, I'm I hope hoping so there's too. some edits to that. But to that but the other thing anyway. I would say, and that, like uh, Tim, you this- said. You even said some of this, yeah. some of this stuff might actually right. not be the final. Yeah, so it, it probably will be the same as the printed cards, but we don't know until they put it in the app. But uh, um, Sam was saying, if this, right. you know, had a, if you could sacrifice it, well, you're probably going to want to get this if you're buying other Necros cards, which are the ones that have the sacrifice ability. So then, there, this would be something that if you don't get a bunch of champions, you just bought it for the economy. Mm-hmm. You'd sacrifice it once you get rid of those gold. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. And if you are sacrificing and have right. champions, it becomes even then you stronger. Just keep yeah. it, because it then keeps you, you having the economy for your two-cost skill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So all right. So just to review, yeah, uh, Tim, B. you said B. What's what's the scale? Chris, what's you said scale? a C minus. See, that's the thing. I don't know how... Are we going to A? Let's, just go, wanna get... let's go eighth. Let's go A to yeah, F. Yeah, I'd say like eighty-three, a, a, a solid low <laughs> B, but not quite a B minus. Okay, that's a solid okay. card. My my There's... one quick thought is that like we didn't set like what a what is Elven Curse or like we didn't set any baseline for a example plus. cards. But yeah. that being said, uh, I am willing to upgrade this to like it's just so contextual to me, yeah. man. I'll I'll give it a C plus, but it's a yes. very contextual C plus. Okay. I mean, it's all right. passing, so you gave it, but you're it's revising, not something but that you really want to see yeah. all the time. That's what you're saying. I'm not buying it with my first purchase yeah. as a ranger unless the row is really telling me to. Right. As an mm-hmm. example. Yeah. But anyways. Mm. Okay, yeah. ranger. Keep it rolling. I feel like it's B minus. What are you giving it? I'm kind of more with dubs on this one. It's not super strong, okay. but it has the potential to be really good if you have the right deck. 
I'm I'm giving it a B plus. I would buy this as a fir- on my first turn with a wizard. You know, it's depending funny. on the matchup. If, if, if double dubs is like I'm not buying this on my yeah. first turn as a ranger, and 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 Matt's like I'm buying this as a wizard man all the time. It's like overall, you got to look at it too, not just your, your yeah. preferred. Well, interestingly, yeah, though, yeah. you said no, you wouldn't it, buy it as a fighter. So we all kind of picked like our no, favorite. I, I said that's the, I was <laughs> talking. I was talking <laughs> about all classes, and that's the only one that I wouldn't want to generally. Give this for, yeah. Really, it's true. You did give a more objective yes. viewpoint. I will grant you. <laughs> yeah, it's just top deck. Top decking stuff is so damn good. It really is good. I mean, even especially as ranger, I think. But anyway, gets those cards back. It gives you that recursion. Oh, so good. Yeah. And yeah. And it's stuff you, and it, even if you're like, I don't, I mentioned it, but I don't have champions. Well, buy one, buy a champion mm-hmm. and then throw it on the top of your deck and you get it. You know, it's, it's awesome. Anyway. All right. Uh, great card. Uh, really interesting. Nostra double Damas beckons you to the future to see <laughs> devotion. <laughs> all right. Whoa. I'm having an image in my mind. It's a three cost action. That is of the Imperial <laughs> faction. And <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Weren't you just an old man? I, no, this is double like, dubs. I'm not Nostra. Oh, double oh, Davis. That's oh, a different guy. You gotta just talk about okay. the rest so, of the podcast. I'm sorry. It's too fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By the way, guys, just wait for the post-production effects. This is gonna get this is gonna be great. I, I always I always reward double dubs when he goes into character. That's what I'm that's what I'm picturing. I hope so. Okay, so this action is gonna cost you three. There's two of them in the deck. It's gonna gain you four health no matter what. And then it has some Boom. conditional effects. It will gain you one gold for each champion you have in play. And if you manage to faction this with another Imperial card, you'll do probably our favorite thing in the game, which is draw a card. So my favorite thing in the game is winning. (laughs) Well, that's true. That's true. But it feels great to do. But it will help you get there, right? (laughs) It sure does. Draw does help you get there. Um, you know, right off the bat, I'm loving this on clerics because I know that I'm going to be buying champions likely in that build. I'm loving it against aggro decks um, where it's, you know, a fighter or a ranger that I'm up against. And I'm liking it as a wizard because, you know, wizard loves those imperial cards that uh-huh. gain health. So that's like the the big quick hitters for me. Um yeah, that's that's kind of about it for my initial thought. This thoughts. is like yeah. a wizard holy grail, right? The cat here, could man. proc the gold, for and sure. then if you if you start getting more so imperial, you're drawing this. that card, and that's nice. Yeah, yeah, you get this, and you get you get your uh, recruit, and you're like, oh man, I'm getting all kinds of gold. You know, and I'm you guys cards, don't agree with me so much on this, but yeah, you guys don't agree with me so much on this too. But also for ranger. With the the draw on this, having having health cards with Ranger I, is really powerful, in my opinion. I I think yeah. everybody loves this card. Every class, it's going to be really good. Well, and the you mentioned the Wizard Tim. Just having more cards in the pool that give health is like a godsend for the Wizard. Healing, possibly drawing. You're already wanting to yeah. buy Imperial. Yeah. This is like yeah. Checks all the boxes. This is like Elven Cursed for a wizard. By the way, do we know how many of these cards two, are two of in each. the... Is it just two. one of each? Oh, so it's two. So yeah, awesome. Double yeah, Dub so said like it like five more. times already. <laughs> I was in the notes, man. I texted <laughs> okay, it. Okay. 
You had a vision from those to double If you look really close at the cards, that's great. In the printed version, that little promo, the color of that tells you how many are in each one. So this is a silver P. That means there's two. It's like their that's version great. of I think that's so. common, Huge uncommon, names. and rare. So common has yeah. three and is a black P, I yeah. think. Yeah, and then the gold ones just have okay, one. Okay, yeah. Yep. Or if they're a unique person's name. Very nice. Obviously, it's yeah. just one, Yes. Right? Um, okay, um, now speaking of cards that are oh. going to kind of change the card pool and make oh. certain play styles and players happy. Do, we, do we want to do a round of grades quick, though, on Devotion, actually? Uh. Yeah, we got a great devotion. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah, kick great. it off. I'm going to go B plus because there is kind of a, a potential for a low floor on this one. Yep. If you just if you pay three economy and you gain four health and do nothing and there's no Imperials on the row, it's not that great of a card. <laughs> I'm like, Tim's going to go to war with me on this okay. one. <laughs> right. B plus. Sam, that's, you, that's go, B you plus. go first. I like, great. I like great. B plus too because it, it, it will high, slow your deck down if, if that scenario happens that dubs. Um, that dubs has laid out and that's not a low grade. It's still a good card. So yeah. And I, you know, B plus. <laughs> so, so this, this is a very solid a, all right. Like I, I say this of the four cards we're looking at, this is probably no. the best card. Ooh. And, and you say it will slow you down. This, it doesn't matter if it slows you down because it's healing you and allowing you to play a slower. Buying you some time. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say it's the second best card out of this group, but uh, Tim's mm. point is I, valid. I, I'm gonna give it an A minus. I, I would say I'm it's a solid it a, a with a possibility of being the best. Okay, so the ceiling is, but a it relies on you. It yeah. relies yeah. on you factioning yeah. to be the best card in this set. The ceiling right. is yes. high on it for sure. Yeah, I agree. And, okay. and I love right, the now art. that said, I let's love the art on that card. I don't know why. By the way, the the art on all of these yeah. is great. I love the, the art. They are, really. these new, it's going to be so nice to have some new to have some it, new. Hopefully there's the more abs in some, new, <laughs> some of the new cards. So. Time will tell. We'll see. No, no abs on the next card, but yeah. this is in my so, opinion. So, strong. so I Tim. can see the future. There's an old wizard man <laughs> that's telling me. There's an orc on a warg Ooh. and it costs three gold to buy this from the market it gives you two gold and four damage and makes your opponent discard a card it's called raiding oh. party oh. this card is nuts Holy man it's, it's so good. what i what i love about this card is that i don't have to faction it to be good so this is always a good i love this card yeah wild wild faction just to throw it out there if it wasn't obvious yeah, the 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 yes, thank yeah. you. I mean, there's an orc on it too, right? So I like all the probably. This is better. Th- this is better than yes. Elven Curse. Yeah, Elven. I okay. Yeah, I played recently. I'm right yeah, now. I'm gonna say it. And saying that alone, just saying that uh, that a three cost card Huge. is better than Elven Curse in in the opening in the late game. Right, you're right, gonna right, want right. Elven. Yeah, I played opening. I played yeah, uh, yeah. paper Agreed. recently yeah. two yeah. weekends ago with my buddy Pete. What's up, Pete? If you're listening. Uh, what up? What up? We uh, <laughs> we played a lot. Sneaky Pete. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna break that out. He'll love it. Uh, we played a lot, and this was so strong. I bought it uh, first turn a few it's times so actually, uh, and Pete was learning how, and I just Dang. reamed him. He didn't he didn't realize the power here. Taught him I was a like, look at that. That's what you do with your friends that are playing the game. Oh, I'm yes. gonna destroy you. And devotion was pretty good too. 
So far, the grades I've been giving have kind of reflected that session and what my impressions were. Rainy Party was so good. This is a solid A, if not A plus, in my opinion, especially early. Dude, I agree. A plus. I'm giving it an A A plus. I I give it a solid A, like 98 percent, not quite an A plus. Just consider this, too, like the power of the wild faction is to be able to pair it right so having these cheap powerful wilds is great and this one isn't handicapped it just gives you mm. all the goods all the, you get a Everything. discard two gold and four damage holy shit you you, you don't have to, you don't have to faction it to get the discard yep. you don't have to faction it to get the no. damage yep. or the gold but it will activate and, and it, it will activate costs, your other big. wild cards that you end up picking up along the way right because those cheap wilds are so and, good for or yeah, don't, right. Or even if you don't, it's still gonna be good. Plus, it's got it's got some amazing and artwork. As, I love the and, artwork. For on instance, it. as a fighter, you can look at this as an eight damage target opponent discards a card because you can just activate your skill with it. So that actually segues. As a wizard, it does four damage, and I get to do some draw <laughs> channel stuff. Oh God, and make them discard yeah. like. Mm. And an action and to hit as your a, staff. As a thief, oh yeah, it's another no discard oh, yeah. card that I can buy for cheap. And in the pool, oh my god, you shit. can smooth heist it, bro! <laughs> oh, oh my god, that's true. That's you huge. smooth heist my it. Technically, you could do two of gold. Telling you, oh yeah, <laughs> you could possibly do two of what them if they both came out in the opening round. <laughs> and and buy mean. you know like firebomb with them or something. You know, Jesus, yeah craziness it's, it's such good. a good card chris what is your grade on this this might be the best one. oh okay he's talking i, was, I think there. i what, what, once i thought about the smooth yep. heist i'm like oh man that's yeah i'm not even it's obvious to me it's so freaking good i mean to if it this was a four cost good. card i'd, I'd still, go five still be good honestly, good honestly. maybe that's a little much but yeah <laughs> it's good okay i have yeah. I would four. It's still a really freaking. I have good two card. comments. One's a question, and then I have a grade. The first thing is I want to give this a shout out, like command. How command counts up to five. This counts up to four, and that's yes. really cool. So I dig that about it. Um, and then the second thing uh, is a hypothetical. If you were a fighter in a vacuum, don't know how you got into that vacuum. On turn one, would you buy Elven Curse or Raiding Party? Think about that. And then to hit with a small touch of controversy, I'm going to stay tough on the grading and give it an A instead of an A+. What do you guys think? I, I think it's a solid okay. A. Yeah. 98. That's in it. 98s. Okay, yeah. I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. I'll give it 100. Anyway, uh, your question. Uh, now, I already said, but you said fighter. Fighter. You're a fighter. Do you fighter want fighter Elven Curse or Raiding Party? This is turn one? Turn one. You're in a vacuum. That's it's really tough. Yeah, as a that's tough. I think I go Elven Curse. I probably. I think I go Elven Curse as a fighter. Who are we playing you against? You don't know. That would depend. You're stuck in a vacuum. Like, do you don't know. Here? Just in a vacuum in general. <laughs> it's a new Lewis script. Here and who am I a new Lewis script. You if, don't if, know if, who I, you're if I think it's going to be. A, <laughs> If I think it's going to be a longer game or something, I would go with this because the economy is going to help me ramp up. But that's not really the fighter's play style for Mm -hmm. the most part. If you're trying to do that, go with this because that's the strong opening with, you know, getting that economy that's going to pay off over the course of a game and let you get bigger and better cards. Mm. Whereas Elven Curses, I just want to end it in on turn seven. Right. You know, yeah. Solid. It's hard. It's hard. 
I would say, I would say if it was great card. So cool. If it was level three to six or whatever, low level, I would go with this one. But if you're to higher levels, I would go with love and curse, but yeah, sorry, Jig, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Okay. No, no, I was going to say anything. I was going to start. I was going to segue into the most exciting card. <laughs> the best this. card in the <laughs> set, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> just for you. Now, n- now, the name of this card is called Robbery. And I have to say, I do feel robbed that I have to introduce this card, especially after you guys gave uh, gave such awesome intros to the other three cards. <laughs> um, this is a two-cost action. It's a guild card. It grants you one gold and draw a card. The faction ability is two damage. Robbery. Robbery, what, guys. That was it? So, now, I, I, yeah, I will yeah. say the artwork is great. I mean, we this have might be my favorite. I, mean, I, give, it the, I give it an A for really art, art, for sure. On all of these. It's really good art. Yeah, I want to pop in on that they really about it because I think it actually artwork. has a great flavor aspect going on here. So, like, if you're robbing someone... Um, and there's only one of you, you get some gold and you get to draw a card. But in the picture, there's two people performing the robbery. So if you have a... So you can stab them. Yes, if you have a guild friend there's an robbing accomplice. someone as your accomplice, then you get to get a little stabby ah, stab in there. Yeah. So flavor win, total A plus on that. I was bad for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like that. I, I will say one big difference here is this is a two cost card where the others yeah. are two cost. So, like, yeah. at a two cost, getting one gold back and drawing, I'm pretty all right with that as a two cost card. Yeah. It, it's wizard right. and Ranger would buy it over really a fire gem easy. Card. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not saying. No. I'm just saying, gem. compared to the other cards we just went through, it's a little lackluster. And, right? It's not nearly as good. And, but. and this is great if you if you are already in the guild, which as guild cards kind of go that yeah. way. But like the totally. drawing and all the stuff that Guild loves to do, right? This is a and great so one Tim, Wizards will love this uh, card. Let me jump in sure. real quick because what Tim yeah, just like said is kind of what I was thinking. Where so Guild is very strong when you can start to do the combos, right? And as we have it right now, the cheap Guild cards that you can buy, uh, Death Threats, all right for three, and Intimidation is really good for two. But we don't really like whatever the fuck that one gold one is called. Yeah, profit. It's rare. Profit is like profit. Or bribe. Yeah, and bribe's not that great either. So to get a decent one that you could proc, at least you get a draw. Like like with death threat, the bonus is that it's it's not super strong, but you get a draw, so it's not taking up room in your hand. I, I think, like, I don't know. As a fighter, I would like this over afterlife. Yep. I would like this as a wizard or a like. A lot of classes will like this one, I think. So, right. like, I don't know. I don't think it's the worst yeah, no, of the I group. Mean, it's all right. I well, what you think it's better than Afterlife? Yeah, I would basically say so. is what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, I like. I mean, Afterlife. Is I would probably go Afterlife first. But having a guaranteed draw is, is so. but is pretty good. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. It it's not two. like for the cost. Yeah, for the cost, it's it's actually decent. So, it's just not. I'm trying not to think. It's card. the cheapest card with pure draw on it, isn't it? That's a great call. Oh, has everything cycle. else is cycle for Elven yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 but yeah, you can't. Yeah, I said pure draw. Yeah. Uh, 
Hit hit job is death, death threat, threat is no, three. Not hit job. Nope. Uh, death threat is three. Yeah, I think that's it. The next cheapest. So one, right? keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. And, and yeah, uh, wizard would love this, right? If you can buy oh, yeah. this with your that's really good. For right. One. I mean, that's really good for one. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yep. See, this is looking better. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, I'm not saying and, it's a bad guy. And the dude's face that's ever. getting held up looks like he's about he's about to shizzer. Uh, <laughs> he has soiled himself for sure. Yeah, we can't see it because it's because of the the. Uh, Look it up online. Scroll. Lucky for him. <laughs> Lucky for him. They've they've cut out. If his I ever soil. win the legends, I'll be like, can I can I be like the guy getting robbed on mine? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that does look kind of like you sam <laughs> it is me wow that's my it, legends wait, card yeah. it is it is sam i won i was the only thief to win legends guys so i don't even know yeah. that okay oh <laughs> the deep cut <laughs> zingas hilarious all right so um i'll, I'll start out the grading i'm gonna give it a Setting the bar uh, here. I'd give it a C plus. All right. So I'm gonna I'll give it a C plus. Timmy, I, I, give, it? I give it a B oh, I Chris, give it a B, B plus. plus, huh? Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna ride that train and say B plus as well. I think it's better than Afterlife. I think I'm gonna be buying it more often than Afterlife. Anything you wanted to add, Tim? It's it's at the two cost that makes it that. Yes, hundred percent. That's what it does. Uh, I think it's about equal with Afterlife. I'm going to give it the same B minus that I gave, but it it has potential. Maybe I'll change my mind when I when I use it a lot. Okay. Yeah, we these could are revise very these. arbitrary I, yeah, I very stabs. Well. We haven't dark. played with these cards yeah. much. I'm like I've only played with these cards twice. I think so. Yeah. All right, great stuff, guys. Now this is just a uh, an initial run. Hopefully, we'll be able to do this with more cards as they come out, and uh, it'll be a fun way to kind of yep. reveal some. New the number I will say this: the number, the three cost guild card. Um, it, there's a three cost guild card that's Bribery? really good. No, we're not there yet. That's, really that's no, oh, 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 I know. That I'm just gonna. I'm just. Of and recreation. <laughs> The teaser. I'm foreshadowing. I'm foreshadowing. That sounded like a damn gremlin or something, didn't it? So yeah, you should. Sam's old man is better. (laughs) Nostra double Thomas has more in store for you. Ooh, very nice. Here we are, guys. You hear that music and you know we are reaching the end of the episode. But first, we have a quick community roundup for you. We're just going to give you some news on various events and how they're progressing at the time. Uh, First, I'll just say for the moment, Tavern Brawl, Highlander, and Predator are in between events. And I don't think we have any announcements. Tim, if you do have um, something to say about Highlander. Yes, no news. There it is. <laughs> uh, but the next season will be coming at some point. So yeah. And never actually, right. um, about Highlander, I think we were looking to get community feedback on uh, season two. Isn't that right, Tim? So if. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead and check that out in the Highlander channel and let us know if you have any thoughts. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we'll see how people want to have any input on that. All right, cool. 
Um, all right, so the, that's the first three events we'll talk about. Uh, next is uh, King of the Castles on the list, so I'll just go here. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that recently we had Peter Panic 74 unseat Rucksack himself from Castle B and become the new king. Congratulations to Peter Panic 74. Peter. You're here. Long live the king. King Peter. Yeah. Long live the king. Uh, in Castle <laughs> A, two of us on the podcast, <laughs> myself and Double Dubs, are currently locked in a epic uh, battle. Uh, we're on game three right now, a thieves, which it looks like, uh, unfortunately, Double Dubs is about to take, but I'm not going to take a red dog right fight to the bitter end. <laughs> well, you know what? Probably got last the game time you like called out something like that, like mm. in Discord or on the podcast, yeah. it ended up going the what happened? What happened, Jake? So since you called out, Double Dubs was going to win. Now you're going to win. Matt. Let's see. I'm calling it. Okay. Here. Yeah. Well, that... No, I called the Sam out on the. Uh, I know. That was the. Yeah. I think that was Game of Games. I forget. I don't remember. Uh, it was yeah, on that, Discord. That did not turn same. out well. Yep. Anyways, King of the Castle, uh, always going on. If you want to sign up, check out the link in the notes. Uh, next, we're going to talk about Double Dubs. We're going to talk about Survivor. Okay, I just took my turn, and we entered in Rage. Think about that. Uh, Survivor is cruising <laughs> along. There is a fun set of rules with this season. Um, people are resurrecting mm-hmm. themselves. People are playing at weird levels. Is that what we call it now? <laughs> resurrecting yourself? Yeah, that's right. They're rising to the occasion. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, um, Timmy coming up. Nobody eliminated in that one. <laughs> wow, coming up big, impressive. Uh, I, yeah, I got nothing. The, that one's in progress. Let's move, <laughs> move it over to the next one. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we kind of you stole the good. the double entendres kind of trumped <laughs> the uh, survivor talk in there, but it's ongoing yep. basically. And uh, yeah, you got it. Uh, Timmy's up next with the uh, uh, TCL. Um, season two has started for Thandar Combat League. Uh, it's progressing well. Um, not much news other than that. Finish your games up ASAP. You get them done in time. Let's have fun <laughs> oh, with yeah. Them. Solid. Uh, Sammy, All keep right. it going. HRPC, can you give us a, the just a quick update on it? Is on going nicely. We have one player who has reached the finals. I'll give you guys a guess. Who is that player? Does that is yeah. a good guess? No, he <laughs> never makes it to the finals and stuff. <laughs> but interestingly enough, there is no Decat on the other side. It's he Zembu. is not going to play himself this time in the masturbatory finals of HRPC. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, on the other side, on the other uh, side of the tree, uh, we still got quite a few games. We've got Master Chalky versus Corey Bear eighty eight. Uh, and Nivik and Rucksack. Mm-hmm. That's a Ranger Mirror, those two. And then um, we got Noodle Toop to take the winner of those two previous uh, matches that I just mentioned. And uh, then whoever beats, uh, whoever wins between Noodle and the winner of these pending matches will then face Decat. Now, Decat has a fighter in the finals, which is kind of interesting, but I'm assuming he's playing all these uh, at level three. So it's not. White as surprising. Why would you assume that? <laughs> yeah. I, all I, yeah. of the fighters I've seen yeah. are playing in level. Well, you have to. Actually, uh, Zembu, 
Zembo has a great strategy, I think, of playing at level four. I'm kind of outing you here, buddy. I hope that's okay. <laughs> cool. But you take the hit point upgrade right away, and then you play at level four, and it can be a nice edge uh, to get ooh, to. Not always, smart. but it's something to yeah, think about. Smart. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, it is smart. Well, that's just how this event is uh, tailored. So you can. I think I've and yep. use match two knowledge. things that I wanted to say about that, which is uh, one. I think Darklighter is not going to be having that as a feature of the next season of the Herpsy. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. And a second thing that I'm curious about, I feel like um, a lot of <laughs> the community is maybe uh, negative on down leveling or like. You know, it's like in the rules and it's legal, but some people it can feel like cheap or it's like a negative experience. But I just want to know if the community will weigh in a little bit is if if the Herpsy does not have strategic down leveling, we will not feature a community event that does have that as an available strategy. Are there people right. who would want to see that as a a, a potential uh, event to have organized? L- let me know. It, I'm curious. It doesn't, it doesn't bother yeah. me at all. It's just yeah. No, it's just it. a different way to play it. Yeah, totally. The, there, I think there's, the thing there's that... lots of level twelve. There's more level twelve events than there are non-level twelve yeah. events. I think. Yeah. And so, like, I think the disparity is that some people play with the matchup knowledge and jockeying yeah. with and levels, some and some people don't. Yeah. So that's I think where once you see Rick, kind of some things. Uh, happen, dark yeah. later, aka, uh, starts to implement it. Like, okay, so this is the level three event this is the level six event then i think it's going to be right that'll then it'll be fine people will stop whining and it'll be a-okay which is pretty much how highlander is going to be for season two that was my original idea for highlander was to have events at yeah. a specific level but yeah. it wasn't possible then and so now it is and again having these different events that offer awesome. yeah. these different levels and ways of doing it is the and best thing about our the community events is yeah. having this choice if you only want to play different. level 12 it's really easy to say i'm not going to play in this event that's at level yeah. seven yeah it's okay yeah, totally yeah it's such a good thing to have this choice yeah. <laughs> it's a really awesome thing it's yeah. not a thing to complain There's about. yeah that's a great feature thank you yeah. wise wizard yep. for throwing that yeah. out that's awesome yeah and really quickly now, uh, this is a good, maybe not the best place, but we talked about the vanilla style of playing, and I know Tim has some ideas for like how to play vanilla mm-hmm. with no characters, mm-hmm. character packs, right? I love playing and that. Could be another characters. interesting way. I love playing with characters. I just love mm-hmm. the variety of. Them. Yep. Yeah. And having an event in the future that could do that. I'm could totally going to have like legends format tournaments when. Yeah, we can. That'll help a lot. Yeah. Which will be great training yeah. and practice for it and wasn't there something tim about like yeah. you know yeah. having a squad or something like that what was that about oh kill squad oh there was a, there was like a hero kill squad idea that somebody came up in i think it was in the tcl logan k stewart uh, channels and it's five on five yeah, it kind of line challenges yeah almost like tavern brawl but it's one player having all five and you send random five yeah. challenges one with each class and you answer with random challenges so yep that's Can't wait for that. Sweet. That'll I be sick. It. Yeah, I'm not organizing that at this point, though. So <laughs> no, but stuff like that's cool. I had an idea too of semi-blind, where you use yeah. uh, Discord to say, "Okay, I'm sen- yeah, get, I'm sending semi. you a semi. I'm sending you a wizard. It's it's all uh, Optimus but Prime. You don't know what wizard it is. It, it's it's uh, blind because if I'm sending you Shizaro, you're like, oh, right. I, I wonder what build right. this is, you know. Or if you play my wizards well, enough, you can, you know what's going to come. My soul wizard is named Shizaro. 
Sneaky. <laughs> okay, that's smart. That now that would there actually be go. second yeah. level to bring to, to name my pure rogues and, wizard Shazar. And my ranger anyway. that's named three one is actually yeah. the four three. Wow. Speaking of next level, what if, what if <laughs> well, we should maybe we should talk uh, like about like okay if you're gonna do a level six, what is the ideal upgrade path for each character? Blah blah blah. Like that might be an interesting topic in the future too. If we're gonna have level specific. yeah, there's a totally. Yeah. Yeah, untapped metagame to explore yeah. there, in my opinion, or a largely untapped totally. metagame. Pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that yeah. could be a good uh, future segment. So thanks for bringing. Are we, it up are we bird walking are we bird here, boys? We're bird lawn. We're bird lawn. <laughs> we're bird lawn. We're bird lawn. We're bird lawn. <laughs> just right. a bit. Hey, but we're at the end of the episode. We're getting a little bit loopy. That's totally normal. That happens. Um, but I think this is a good chance to just lead in to the outro. All yours, Tim. All righty, everybody. Now we hear that music, and that means that we are at the very end of the episode. Uh, it's been a long, rambling, fun time with everybody here tonight. So uh, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Um all the Patreon supporters or donors or people that just share that we have the podcast. We Mm -hmm. really appreciate the support. Um, And I do want to reiterate, I had said earlier, uh, we had our uh, raffle for the cards sort of thing. Those will be mailing out soon. Life has just been way too busy. So forgive me for being a little slow on that, but those are coming and you will get those cards. And if you're feeling mad about not getting your free stuff in time, reevaluate your life. <laughs> Shut the hell up. gratitude. <laughs> like, I feel bad because I had emailed everybody and said, as soon as I get like enough of these, I'm going to just send them out really quick. And then a whole bunch of stuff happened and it's been like a week and a half. And I'm like, you're good, man. I'm sure. No, I'm sure nobody is mad at me, yeah. but I'm sorry. So you feel bad anyways. It's Apology on way, accepted yes. on behalf of the people receiving the free stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do we need to do after we're next, shuffling Sam. here, Sam? Anything else? We shuffled up. Well, our deck. let me look at this list of notes. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I just want to thank Double Doves for making that voice earlier. Uh, I think that was really nice. Uh, I would like to thank. Matt for having such a beautiful face and Tim I love your hat even though listeners can't see it Tim I love your hat and you are all wonderful people listeners and co-hosts alike thank you Moon thank you whatever whatever (laughs) goodbye my friends until next time what an outro oh my god all right strong finish from Sam absolutely (laughs) I love you man (laughs) this uh this was a very fun cast it felt like it had been a while since we, you know, got together, guys. So it was great hanging out, chatting about our favorite mm-hmm. game with you. If you want more fantastic Hero Realms action, be sure to tune in to my stream Wednesdays, 8.30 Central, twitch.tv slash double dubs. It's always a good time. We switched up the music and had the sound of toasters breeding, and it cascaded <laughs> into people looking up like toaster costumes and all the memes, all the fun, good times at the Twitch stream. 
be there or be square. Ne- next week is the furry episode. Jesus Christ, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Okay. Uh, that said, not only have some laughs, but learn a lot about Hero Realms, too. Uh, Double Dub's Twitch yep. stream is really, really good stuff. Check it out. Uh, all right, everybody. That wraps up the episode. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Uh, I hope you have a good couple of weeks until the next episode rolls around. Thanks for your support. Uh, thanks again to Logan and User Cafe for the content on the Realms Rising website. Anybody who has an idea for an article or strategy or overview that you'd like to add to our wealth of knowledge, reach out, let us know. We're always looking for new stuff. Thank you so much for your support. And until next time, keep on helping those heroes. You made it to the end of the show. Congratulations. You're a nerd. Tune into the next episode of Sparks and Recreation for more on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. The double deuce? Uh, Double deuces. (laughs) The deucel dubs. The Master the Dookie Dubs. <laughs> it's, it's Dookie Dubs. Dookie Dubs. Very nice. Dookie Dubs. Wow. <laughs>